Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Here we go. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Oh, my God. Everything's going to be fine, guys. Things are so good. I'm crazy busy right now. Washing my hands, taking my temperature, washing my hands, avoiding people, washing my hands, waking up at 4 a.m. for no reason with nowhere to go. Really horny right now. Is this horny? I'm Corona horny, guys. Just like loving my cats and my cats. Really feeling, really feeling solid. Oh my God! Hello, and the show must go on. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose Bunker Edition. My name is Arda Marine. I'm coming to you alone from my living room with sleeping cats. First of all, I hope all you bunnies are safe out there. Wash your hands, avoid people, just, you know what, take it easy. Listen to this podcast. I, I want everybody to be safe. And we decided as our service to you guys, we couldn't leave you hanging and afraid. Not You could be naked, but not hanging and afraid. So we've decided to break down Juan Pablo season of The Bachelor with me on this journey. Um, which I'm so excited about, is a gentleman who 
I would say really won over the hearts of the Bone Zone Nation out there. He'd never watched any season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette before. He joined us this year on, I can't even remember, who did we just watch? Oh, Peter. Peter's Journey. He was our uh, Rookie of the Year. You may know him from iCarly. You may know him from Drake and Josh. You probably don't know him from our show we were on, Still the King. Ladies and gentlemen, from his bunker, 18 feet under underground jerry trader what year is it what year (laughs) i haven't seen the sunlight in 40 years Guess what, Jerry? It's 2014, and we're watching Old Bachelors. We've actually oh, lost God. six years. Simpler and, times. Yeah. Simpler times. It's before, it's before there were influencers. It's before women knew how to contour their face or get lip injections. What do you think? How are you, Jerry? I'm doing great. I, I'm, you know, it, it's just boring. And But I'll tell you <laughs> what. Thank you, Arden, for having me on this. Because I'll tell you. Oh, my God. It really <laughs> is. I, I know we're going to get into it, but wow, what a different time 2014 was. Yeah. Like, amazing. I mean, just- I mean, and also, I feel like we all need a distraction. And I'm going to say this, and I don't mean to be maudlin, but like, literally one year ago, yesterday was my mother's funeral and like I just kept doing the podcast and I swear to God that's what like it I knew it wasn't going to be my best year ever but I didn't need to make it my worst and there was something about focusing on hairless people looking for love and doing this with all my favorite people that like really I'm not even kidding soothed me and I feel like if this can provide comfort to anybody out there who's maybe a little afraid or having a hard time like this nonsense I truly believe it was truly my best medicine so i hope it's a medicine out there for your brains likewise Um, okay likewise and i think it'll be fascinating as rookie of the year you guys all all season kept telling me like it's not normally like this pete it's not yeah it is crazy (laughs) to see what it used to be like Dude, I didn't watch. I've never watched the season. I don't know who. I know he's hated, but and I'm going to ask the people that are on here. No, no. Here's what I'm going to say. I know the people that are. There are two people on here that have watched the season, and I'm going to ask them to refrain from telling us why they hate him yet, so that we can naturally see if see why. Because I don't. I don't want to know yet. So I'm going to introduce our next guest. Our next guest, I'm so excited. Normally, she wouldn't be able to be here because she doesn't live in Los Angeles, but she's definitely been a huge part of the show. She's our local, well, she's our local, meaning in our hearts, uh, bachelor historian for the show. She's come to almost every single uh, live show that we've done up at Sketchfest or Outside Land. She's one of my very best friends, and she's such a blast. And she has seen the show. She's our bachelor historian. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Lori. Hi, everyone. How are you doing, Lori? Oh, How's it going? I'm living the dream up here in the Bay Area. I'm doing just Um, fine. I'm excited to talk about Juan Pablo. You know, it's 2014 in the, you know, (laughs) we're we're watching 2014 era, but his hair actually is from 2005. Oh, my God. I was looking at him. There was... There was a part of me that I was like, he's cool guy Chris Harrison. Like, there were certain times where I was like, if Chris Harrison gave himself a faux hawk and, like, skinny jeans, he had a little Juan Pablo in him. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Um, 
Um, I also want to give a shout out to people that are with us right now who we just adore and help put this sit together. And um, I consider her my financial advisor, which there's no reason for that. I just feel like she's uh, smarter than me. My friend, Anna Hosnier, a.k.a. Tana. How's your, how's your tan going in your bunker, Anna? <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so wonderful. I have cats and dogs fighting all day, just living the best life, just cat vomit, dogs yelling and cats yelling it's so much fun you guys i i love not being able to go to work and escape from it all let me ask you this is your bunker in a tanning bed did you just have a tanning bed that you're hiding in and eating like yes and they're like like yeah it's a tanning bed filled with canned food (laughs) and uh (laughs) pets (laughs) so and me so good things are so good you're crazy busy right now i'm crazy busy with us also with us is um, one of my favorite humans, and uh, she and I have been texting each other because we've both been um, definitely stressed during these uh, past few days, but this has made me feel better. Ladies and gentlemen, our producer, our friend, Katie Levine. Hello. How are you? Okay. Now, we're going to give... We're going to give a little forum to everybody, and I'm calling you one at a time. Each person gets... 30 to 60 seconds, 60 seconds to just say some madness of this week of like what your reality. We'll start with Katie. You said you went to the store yesterday and it was one of the worst experiences of your life. Katie, go. Yes. So, you know, honestly, like for weeks before this, Anthony and I kind of saw it coming and we were getting food and whatnot, but we didn't get like, I didn't get a good enough variety. I felt like I didn't get enough yesterday. It was, a, it was a whole thing. So yesterday I found an injured bird in my backyard that had been caught by a cat. No. Yeah. And it was still alive. Okay. So I picked it up. I put it in a box and I called the Pasadena Humane Society because they have a wildlife hospital. I said, do you still take, are you still, still accepting animals? They said, yeah, we just like come outside and meet you and we'll take it. So I went there, I gave them the animal. And then as I'm leaving, I'm like, well, I'm going to drive around and see what the world's like because I haven't been outside in days. And I drive by like one of the supermarkets and it doesn't look crazy crowded. And I'm just like, I have gloves with me. I have everything. I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. And I go in and it's like not that crowded at first, but then it gets crowded. And I'm already like halfway through and I'm like, yeah. well, I'm committed and I have to do this. So I go and I get everything. And it was just so scary. I'm like trying as fast as I can, but it's like, it's chaotic. Like there's so much stuff missing. A woman coughed about 25 yeah. feet away from me. It was awful. I glared at her and I was like, go away. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And uh, I did get out of there. I was, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was in line. I was in line like, uh, like before the grocery store opened and there was a dude in front of me who kept sneezing and oh I'm wearing like an God. H&M turtleneck pulled pulled over my nose like this woman you know guys it is yeah i'm concerned i'm either going to gain i'm either going to gain i'm either going to lose 10 pounds or gain 50 pounds (laughs) and i'm concerned i'm concerned and i might post about it online but like i i have this side of me in college i'm worried i might die and or cut my own hair late at night one night and I know that's a bad idea but I kept thinking the other night I was like I should just dye my hair red like order a box it's a terrible idea I should not yeah I'm just telling you I will need an intervention because I own hair cutting scissors 
and I have dyed my hair before, and I want to make like a radical change for whatever Arden, reason. During don't the do it. Arden, yes. I'm I'm like <laughs> this close. I used to grow my hair long and then shave my head. Yeah. Like it, it, that was my yeah. routine. I'm this yeah. close to shaving my head. I, I don't know what don't, this is, but it's it. like let's there's nothing it. else to do. I'm just gonna shave it. No. <laughs> I know. I want you to know what you were saying yesterday, Jerry, or earlier, Jerry, you were saying, like, saying that you just got, you know, you weren't aware. I read this morning, Jared Leto went on, like, a (laughs) silent retreat in the desert for 12 days and stumbled out and was like, what happened? Like, he didn't know. And part of it was like, bro, the the coronavirus was around 12 days ago. Like, you're super hot, but, like, are you serious? Like, he apparently (laughs) was so shocked by what had happened. He tweeted out this morning, like, whoa weird world like you're like yeah jared leto jordan catalano the hottest man ever on earth okay um, i mean can also, you before yeah go ahead can you believe that just a week ago was the finale for the bachelor i mean that's it's well, that's so what I, bonkers to me with an audience so here's what i want to talk about let's talk about maddie and peter they broke up. Um, okay, so does Anna, did you have anything you wanted to say about the uh, before we get going about your Corona apocalypse stories? Anything? I I have not left the house. I have nothing. I have picked up freestyling though, and it's making my boyfriend crazy. What did you pick up? Freestyling. I'm a freestyle rapper now. Uh, oh yes, it's no, true. No. My boyfriend refuses to record it. He tells me to leave him alone, and I won't yeah. stop. And this is the new me. Sorry, guys. Blame it on the corona. I'm going to drop a mixtape by the time this is all done. <laughs> I cannot wait. Please, please put that. Oh, by the way, um, we also, we um, on our Patreon, so, and again, I, Grandma Noni over here didn't know what Patreon was before I set one up. So, like, if you don't know what it is, it's basically, it's like we have a whole other podcast. If you are just stuck, Anna and I have done... We're right now. The new one's going up. We're doing Love Is Blind on Netflix, which is a fantastic show. And if you have not watched it, it's truly like mesmerizing and a blast. I loved it. But beyond that, we have. If you join the Captain Bone Zone level, you can have access to every episode we've ever recorded. And like, if you start at the beginning, if you start at and and like, so I'm gonna just make this very clear. So the, you start at the beginning. Anna, Brian, Sophie, and I broke down um, the Australia Bachelor in Paradise Australia season one, which was one of the greatest seasons of The Bachelor I've ever watched. And there was like three couples that came out of it that were like Carly and Evan. And in order to watch it, you can watch it for free on bachelorarchive.com. It's bachelorarchive.com. You just give them your email. They don't use it for anything, but you can watch all the seasons on there. So if you want to join the Patreon, like and does if you want to watch, we have we did Bachelor in Paradise Australia, which is great. We did a really fun Bachelorette Australia. The Alley season was a blast. Um, and then you can also it was down for a little while. I know some people were nervous about it. It was down, but it's back up and working. So anybody that was having problems with it is totally actually more beautiful than ever. And if anybody doesn't feel like paying for one Pablo season right now because they're like, hey, times are tight, you can also watch along at home for free on bachelorarchive.com. It's season 18 of The American Bachelor. You can watch for free or you can buy it on iTunes or Amazon if you want to watch it on your television. So that's all the info to play along at home. That's everything you need. 
Here we go. Season 18. So today we're going to be breaking down on Amazon and iTunes. They have sort of like this weird, like weird special episode first. And then they do the first night. So we're going to be talking about both of those for the people on Bachelor Archive. I don't think that first night is up, but you didn't really miss anything. All right. Here we go. It's me and Jerry and Lori. So now, Lori, again, you can't tell us why he was hated, but why don't you give Jerry and I, because neither of us have watched it, a little introduction to who is Juan Pablo and why Why do people love him to begin with? All right. So uh, Juan Pablo was on Desiree's season, and Desiree was uh she is actually married to the the final man that that she picked so she was one of the success stories but Juan Pablo was actually a very um it, it, he wasn't really featured in the show so he was a big surprise when they selected him he was incredibly popular on Desiree's season but i think he finished maybe maybe 5th or 6th so he was this heartthrob. He played soccer. He has a, a young daughter, but he spoke very rarely during Desiree's season. So it was both a surprise and a lot of excitement when he was selected. He was a professional. If I, if sorry, I, go ahead. If I, if I could just interrupt for one second to say the reason we're doing this, and I'm sure you all know this, is because the upcoming Bachelorette, Claire, she, her first introduction to this franchise she as you might have seen she was a, a cast member on Juan Pablo season so that's why we're doing it sorry Lori continue oh no problem so he played a uh, semi-professional soccer he was actually born in uh, I think he was born in New-, in New York but then when he was around two he moved back with his family to Venezuela and uh, and I guess now is living in, in Florida. But he was a semi-professional soccer player, uh, big hit in Desiree's season. Uh, as you can see, he is f- very charming uh, when they filmed him at the beginning with Sean Lowe, who also uh, was a successful Bachelor in a previous season. So the, the Bachelor season prior to Juan Pablo's season was Sean Lowe. And he married the woman that he selected, and they have three children now together. So he is the the most successful bachelor, and uh, Juan Pablo actually, you know, this succeeded him. So uh, we are now fully into the Juan Pablo 2014 season. All right, so we're in 2014. My first impression, and then I'm going to go to you, Jerry. My first impression, what surprised me was – how the women, because it's 2014, like Instagram wasn't that big yet. Influ- like you couldn't really go on to be an influencer. Lori told me, so before this Bachelor in Paradise didn't exist. And so basically you actually came on to find love. You didn't come on to get it to never have to work again because you could sell fab fit fun boxes and you, and you weren't trying to get to Mexico because apparently that was recorded right. The first season of Bachelor in Paradise was recorded right after this. So I was struck by how lovely the women they were very white i will say like it was a very 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 not diverse group of gals but it it was actually women that the upside was it felt like it was women that had real careers and they were and he was sort of to me a sexier bachelor than the more neutered ones we've had and it felt like the women were more actually attracted to him and more very very excited to maybe be with him 
And I was surprised to see a bachelor with sex appeal and to see women who also look like they did their own hair and makeup. It felt more real. Like they didn't have a lot of filler or Botox. Like, and they definitely wore more gowns. Jerry, what's your overall take? Well, it's interesting. I was trying to avoid any spoilers and I don't know what happens. But Me neither. You know, everybody's everybody's let it slip that he's hated somehow now. Um, I, I will say my first impression of him, well, it's the daughter soccer thing. Twice he said, I was a professional soccer player. And then my daughter, Camila Valentina, came along and I had to give it up. <laughs> and he said it twice. And I was like, mm, I don't like that he's blaming his daughter like, were you really that good? I'm not buying it. So, like, that he sort of blames his daughter for his, like, the yeah. decline of his soccer career <laughs> kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. And my other first impression is he's this smooth family guy, right? But it's vague on why it didn't work out with his first wife. Ah, it just didn't work out, which makes me go, one of you cheated. And I bet it's you, Juan Pablo. I don't know. I know. I, that's he, probably mean. I, I know. He but feels like a... He seems more charming. He's all game, than, Arden. He is all no, okay. game. He is smooth. No, no. Okay, wait, wait. He felt... Okay, I'm going to start with this. He seemed in his intro video with his family and stuff like that, which we'll walk through. Like, my overall... Like, his intro video, I was like, okay, he's sexy, he's fun, like, he was sweet with his daughter, but then watching him with all of the women, I was like, oh, he's disgusting. Like, I got, I immediately, it was like, when anybody would give him a gift, he felt so grody. I was like, ugh. So that's yeah. for sure. I chalked a lot up to nerves. Um, I, I will yeah. say, you're, you're spot on with the women, they feel... The differences between Peter's season, which is the only season I've ever seen, and this, just the first episode, yeah. the substantive yeah. conversations, the the them getting out of the limo, like all of it felt more real, like these were real stakes. Like we're all actually looking for love. We're not looking to be famous. We're not looking to be influencers. Yeah. The, the, the gowns, like they felt more authentic. Yeah. I know it felt like they went to their mall and they got a gown and like, and that they really were like, it felt like they really were excited to uh, meet Juan Pablo. Okay, we're going to start. So if you're watching on Amazon or iTunes, we're starting with the first, just there's just a little bit up top, but like, so there was like this weird preview special, which was so interesting. We're basically, so we meet Juan Pablo. Also, it was exciting to have a Latin bachelor like that. They've been so milk. I know I know that Peter was like technically his half Cuban. I'm not trying to dismiss that at all. Like, but like Ben Higgins felt and Colton, like before that, like have felt very, very sort of very safe and more like so it was nice to have like a guy with an accent I thought was like, okay, that's cool. Well, you know, uh, in 2012, uh, The Bachelor was sued by uh, potential contestants for racial discrimination. So just two years prior to that, they were they were sued essentially for, uh, I guess, two African-American contestants said that they weren't chosen and they felt it was a racial discrimination 
suit. Yep. And so uh, a lot more attention uh, was paid to the cast uh, subsequent to 2012. So in 2013, I think they uh, they tried to be a little bit more cognizant of how white their cast was in the previous season. And so they started to cast uh, uh, people of, of varying ethnicities. Um, but then Lauren. you can see with Juan Pablo season, it's fairly white. But then but now we see a, a much more diverse, uh, diverse cast. Lori, Lori's great. Lori, I have a question for you and, and Arden um, and everybody really here, here. I have a question regarding that and the diversity and the casting. It, it, I, I think everybody has um, the opinion that, that it is too white. What if they, because it is cast and the bachelor doesn't really know who they're casting, but if they showed him like, a hundred or, you know, a hundred finalists of all backgrounds and ethnicities. And then he picked the final 27. So, so if it went down to the, if it was the bachelor's choice, just based on looks, this is who he picked. Do you think that would absolve them of this a little bit? Well, Lori, how know, does that work? So, so my understanding is that they, um, they first interview the bachelor or the bachelorette and they ask them about their types. But you also have to remember, so for instance, with Claire's upcoming season, many of the men that they have on that season were already casted before Claire was announced. So oftentimes they have the cast already set, uh, but you know, with the remaining individuals, my understanding is that they they ask the the bachelor or the bachelorette, you know, what what are you interested in? I'm not sure if it revolves around appearances, but just you know, are there any? Uh, I don't know if it would be occupation or interests that would be deal breakers, but I, I believe they have a conversation with the lead and ask you know what their types are. But keep in mind that that. It's set for the most part uh, prior to even that's the bachelor, bachelorette getting cast. But that's what I'm wondering is well, like, why set it before the person? Like, because it is on the bachelor, the television show. It is their fault that it's not very diverse. But if they made it so that the people that were ultimately cast out of everybody that the bachelor physically got to see, then it's not their fault. It's like, these are the finalists that he he or she was attracted to out of that's everybody. A good, I mean, um, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. It se- yeah, it seems to make sense that you know, it, it, but I imagine that they have a schedule that they have to adhere to. So, you know, it if feels you are- a little bit. Sometimes it feels a little bit like there's also like, no, they didn't do it this time with Claire, but oftentimes it's almost like we got you 25 presents, like the reveal of like, like there's something. So oftentimes at the fight after the, you know, when, 
at the the live show that you saw when Peter and Maddie were there, and then when Claire came out, oftentimes they'll go, "Okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna start your journey starts right now," and then they'll bring out their first four suitors, and they'll come introduce almost like they're outside of the mansion, and they they almost present it in a way that they have no idea, and it's like a blind date. Hmm. Yeah, yep. that's that's okay. definitely a recent uh, phenomenon, but it's it's it really also depends on the audience when they're watching uh, the season. A lot of their selections are based upon how popular they are by the the viewing audience, uh, so that's a big factor as well. So here we are. We're in the uh, the episode one on Amazon and uh, Juan Pablo. So he grew up in Ithaca, but then he moved to Venezuela, where his father was from. And um, and then we start to meet some of the gals. There's a young lady that could put her fist in her mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, <laughs> all I could think of was like, don't touch your face. Like watching that during... Uh, uh, my time travel 2020, I was like, what is she doing? Um, but this season, so they had, they did a thing where the producers, it was interesting to kind of see them in the airport Hyatt or wherever they were, like interviewing the women and being like, are you ready to get married? And then like, I kind of enjoyed seeing the casting process and seeing them drive to give out the roses. And so Chris Harrison goes to the Valley to some boutique where this adorable young lady works. And she actually jumped up and did the leg wrap like you would do during fantasy suites on Chris Harrison. Thoughts, Jerry? (laughs) Well, I will tell you about her. When, When he went into that boutique, I was like, hello, like, who is this? And yeah. I did not feel the same when she came out of the limo. I was like, Who oh, was she? I no. was, she, she was so cute. And then I couldn't see her. Who was she when she, I She's never saw hippie. her in She's the, the mansion. She's the free spirit. No, no, no. Yes. Oh my God, no. No. Yeah. yeah. No. Yes. Oh my God, no. Okay, by the way, so, like, that weird hippie free spirit who then put on, like, a bodycon backless, like, sequin dress and was, like, modeling for Chris Harrison, who had, like, a boner in the middle of some, like, boutique in the valley. Chris Harrison was like, I will, you will take my rose right now in the dressing room. I'm going to give you the rose. he, he literally goes, anybody would like that. He was such a boner for her. And I, I, I'm thinking, wait, why didn't she dress like that when she – why did she go barefoot, crazy, hippie, sprightly? Yeah, she like, came out like looking like one of the, the cultists from Midsummer. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I, I, I assume you're talking about Lucy? Yeah. I don't so, – I'm not good with the names just yet, but yeah, I think so. Santa okay, Barbara, hippie, so, free spirit. Gotcha. So, you know, what's interesting about Lucy that they didn't mention, and I'm not attuned to pop culture outside of The Bachelor, so I don't quite know who this person is, but she is Kate Upton's best friend. What? Okay. That's right. Yeah. When did almost uh, – oh, Kate uh, – sorry, I'm thinking of a different person. Kate Upton, got You're it. Of Interesting. Kate Upton. Kate Upton was like the foxy, like chesty swimsuit yeah. model, right? Yep. Yep. Um, uh, yes. Okay. But like she was literally – so then, then I love that they go to like Illinois and there's a woman named Christy who answers it. And, and it was like – in like – it was like a – 
almost like a napkin shirt that was she was almost nude it was like hanging it was like a trapeze halter that was sort of like a half shirt just sort of covering her boobies and then like a low sarong skirt it's like wait that's how you just hang out at home like well that part and that was one of the things where i was like oh this is such 2014 reality show this is we're pretending like this is all totally random and out of the blue, yet all of these girls have had their hair done, perfect makeup, yeah. they've got the nicest outfit. I think there was only one girl they surprised who was like The one in the cafe. At a, the cafe. Yeah, the at cafe. a cafe on the sidewalk. And she was like, oh, is this really happening right now? And I was like, yeah, you're getting screwed compared to the other ladies who had their hair done and were warned. No, the one that was worn, like, truly, she was, like, almost buck naked in full face with, like, a like a napkin tied around her tits. Like, and I was like, <laughs> but also yeah, the fact like, that what? in 2014. No, 2014 no, is that long. This is not real. Didn't it feel like 2006 a little bit? Like, it felt like so many more years ago. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I'm like, I'm like loving this, like how in my mind, like six years is like, oh, that's not that long. But you're watching you know what, and it's like, oh my you know God, so much like? has changed. <laughs> you know what it feels like? It feels like when you go visit your relatives in, I'm not going to single out my relatives, but like when I go to like another part of the country that isn't like right up to date on all the hottest trends like LA or New York is. And you just kind of feel like you've stepped it back in time a little bit. And it's like, oh, you guys are – you're still bleaching the tips, huh? Oh, okay. I love <laughs> I love it so much too. I love it because I'm like, oh, such a relief. Like I just – I just – I love – I just can't – when I was doing Insatiable and I was with so many like of like the 24-year-old kids you know, working, I'm like, oh, I, I don't – uh, they kept trying to get me to wear like streetwear, like bike shorts, and with like little belt bags and like cool. They look like mom sneakers, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm you not tell Gigi Debbie Hadid. Ryan no. It was like Debbie, but it was also like Kimmy Shields, and I really like, they all were a, and like they look cute as a button in it. You put me in it, and it's just sad, you know. It's just like. <laughs> It's like camel, camel toe belt bag. Like, like, anyway, I can wear anything. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they were yes. so cute because they would, they would take me to like Goodwill and all of them because because it, like, it was like a high school show. So all of them were like my friends and like all of them would like try to like and it does look cool on them. But if I'm in an oversized Mickey Mouse T-shirt and bike shorts and like it's too a blazer. Yeah. Dude, it's like it's just, I wore this in in 1988 when I was trying to hide the fact that I'd gained 30 pounds. Like <laughs> I just like this is not this is too far. This is too far back. Okay, so then um we see we go to Juan Pablo. He's in Miami and he's stretching in shorts with no shirt and like an under an overpass and um and he goes he ha- and he's got his accent and he works for he works for the Venezuelan Museum of Baseball and he goes and talks to Venezuelan baseball players getting all of their like equipment to send to the Museum of Venezuela. I was like that's a very specific I didn't know that it was enough to be a job. But Arden, keep in mind, keep in mind he would be a professional soccer player right now if it weren't for his stupid daughter. <laughs> 
my God. I think you're right. I, I, I am very suspicious of his soccer level now. I doubt that he could have made that team, and he's just using his daughter as an excuse. <laughs> nice call, Jerry. Poor... Yeah, yeah nice time. call, Jerry. So it's like, I love my job. I love my job. You really, you love your job going and like collecting baseball bats from like better athletes than you? No, you don't. <laughs> He's a bat you boy. Was, you, yeah. Every time, every time he goes and he collects some like sweaty jock strap, he's just like, Camila, this is your fault. Camila Valentina, Camila Valentina. So then um, we, we go in and we meet his family. And his family's like, oh, Juan Pablo, he's dated every, all sorts of people, DJs, models, actresses. <laughs> and, then, and then one of them goes, a teacher. And then both of them go, a teacher? They're like, maybe not a teacher. I was like, okay. So DJs, models, and actresses, maybe that's why he broke up with his baby mama two years after baby Valentino was born. Maybe. <laughs> DJs. Models, act, all sorts of women. Oh, Arden, it just, it didn't work out. That's all. Oh, my God. So then they were making fun of the young, hot, the cousins that all may have a crush on their, on Juan Pablo. We're talking about the young ladies who are going to the mansion, furiously trying to learn Spanish while running on 12 treadmills, going, mm-hmm. hola, mi amo. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> And then they like FaceTime in with the sister who's super pregnant. And um, I felt like I felt like his family was really charming. I felt like I did too. Oh, I did like, too. I liked his nice family. family. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Like I feel like for all these people who are like anti immigrant in our country, like look at this lovely family. Like, like who wouldn't want to hang out with them? They're like nice, wonderful. Like what a wonderful group of I, I want them to adopt me. I loved them. Yeah, they seemed great. And I loved when the dad was like, "Bring her home." I must have missed that part. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> So there we are, and we are at our first episode now, the first one that's on the Bachelor Archive. And um, he's we find that he's from Ithaca and Venezuela, and we see him doing his photo shoot for to be the Bachelor. And at one point, he's shirtless with a rose, which is so grody. <laughs> <laughs> he was I, the huge sex symbol. I you know I I can't express to you how excited so many people were across the nation that he was going to be the bachelor. They were shrieking in the audience when he was announced. But he's literally, I get it. Cause I, cause he's the first one with any sex appeal. All the other guys are really handsome, but they're like, not somebody that you like want to go have like a throw against a wall. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he's hot. Like he might be a grody dude, but he's hot. And like, Like yeah, he looks like a Venezuelan Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's hot. Like, and yeah. I feel like there's got to be some. There's got to be some guy out there who's hot and not like a total douche, but maybe. Hello, not. I'm uh, right here. Ah! <laughs> I mean, 
If you'd let us, if the damn coronavirus had it, if we ran out of time when we did our 78-hour final episode, well, we wanted to film you that day, but it took like 18 hours to record. All, all I'm doing all day is working on my abs, baby. That's it. I'm literally either going to gain 50 or lose 10. It's not, I don't know which one it's going to be. I remember after 9-11, I went and stocked up and I ate everything by like night two. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's going to go over. <laughs> I, ate, I ate all the chili, all the peanut butter, everything. It's going to, like, I'm not good with like rationing. It's not, it's, it's, I'm either going to be like a squirrel, like a golden retriever who will just eat until I explode or... Or you gotta like hide it from me. It's it's not yeah. gonna. Be, I'm gonna run out of supplies by tomorrow. I'm totally and with not you. Fit in my jeans. <laughs> the peanut butter alone, man. It's like lock. Oh, I got two jars. Just like I know they're in the house. Like, peanut butter's ruined me in college. Peanut butter and cereal. Fuck do you yeah. just do you just scoop peanut butter or do you dip something? Yes, in? scoop, 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 spoon, a spoon, yes. a scoop. Moderation okay, is not oh. our strength. No, no, I am. I come from compulsive people, and let me tell you what: the apple doesn't fall far from the crazy tree. <laughs> <laughs> As you'll learn in my book, Little Miss Little Compton, pre-order now, and uh, when this shit show all passes, I can sign it for you. And when, when there we go, okay, there we go. We're back. Um, um, oh, I did mail out all the T-shirts for the winners, and keep sending in your receipts because just because we're in lockdown doesn't mean I'm not going to fucking like. Maybe I'll send you a gift card for something. I don't know. I can't leave the house for a while, but I'll mail you something. Okay. So then we have. So we have soccer is his first love until Camilla ruined everything on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> and he he. He's like his her mom was a great mom, but now she's a great friend because I fucked all the models, the DJs, and the actresses of Miami. Um, I want a wife that can will both appreciate the family. I'm he kind of looks like a Brian Callen to me, the comedian Brian Callen. He's like a Latino Brian Callen a little bit. No, you're on your own okay, with great. that one. I know. Okay. So <laughs> I I don't... Okay, so then I have Anna. Can you verify that? Can you verify that he looks like Brian Callen? Uh, kind of. I don't know. I don't see it. I feel like Brian. Well, if Brian Callen had sex appeal, maybe. Sorry, Brian. If you, Callen. If you gave, if you gave Ouch. Brian Callen a, if you gave Brian Callen a faux hawk and a Latin accent, he could be a stand-in. Sure, he would have to definitely work out a little more and be a little more like swarthy soccer player uh, vibes. He's pretty fit. Okay, thank you, Anna. We'll call no it problem. one day. Don't worry, guys. We're not putting baby in the corner. Katie and Anna are coming in again later. We're just trying to we're trying Arden. to just stop the shit show of conference calls. Yes, Jerry. Exactly. Arden, I just have a quick question about Anna. What was with yes. the uh, tanning bed jokes at the beginning? I was I, unclear on the reference. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll tell you. Because we call her um, – years ago, Anna got very into hiking and she was so tan that we started calling her Tana. So it's – so now uh. it's – stuck so anybody new joining us for her nickname is tana even though she's not that tan but there was one summer where she was very into like cut out paget brewster which male all of us 
cut out bathing suits and sexy high piece with fringe. If you go deep on Anna's Instagram, you will find Anna's summer of tanning, <laughs> hiking, and various bathing suits until oh she became held ho- And then she got held hostage on a boat, but she's okay. Yeah. But like legit, she legit got taken hostage and that ended the summer of tanning and love as it would for anybody. And yeah, then she had it. PTSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, and the skin damage. Another- yeah, she got skin damage and was taken hostage and got PTSD. So that stopped it. But just that's because she's. But now because she's in a bunker, she can get that tan on. I'm not judging. I'm gonna cut off my own hair and dye it red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to recreate my eighth grade photo where I'm unfuckable Barb from Stranger Things, about to get eaten by the Demogorgon. All right, we're back. Um, so sorry, Anna. I don't mean to belittle your PTSD. Or your self oh, damage. It's but fine. Guys, it's fine. We're all, we're, we're all gonna die. So here we go. <laughs> Not anytime soon. I believe we're gonna be fine through this. This too shall pass. I don't want to scare anybody. This too shall pass. Okay, and we're going to have a portion at the end where, believe it or not, Lori has a real job, and she actually knows things about any questions that the podcasters have about uh, COVID-19 and the coronavirus. You can ask Lori because she's actually informed, even though we don't, we're, none of us are medical professionals. Let me just say this. But we have, <laughs> you can, anybody can tweet to us questions for Lori that may or may not be an accurate answer, but we're going to have a portion at the end for our podcasters. Okay, we're back. So, um, you know, just grief. Bachelor and uh, coronavirus, your normal podcast. <laughs> Here oh we go. <laughs> so then we have Sean Lowe. He shows up. Um, I don't want to bone Sean Lowe. He doesn't do it for me. Just saying. He just seems like a really young guy. He's really big yeah. on the dad jokes on Twitter. I have to say, you know, I have to give him some credit for his no. dad jokes on Twitter. Uh, he's not incredibly sexy, though. Yes, it's a good I would thing. not. I would. I would not want to be felt up by him. Like I don't want to. Oh. I can make a mistake with Juan Pablo. I don't want to go to second base with Sean Lowe. <laughs> yeah, but, he's a bit. Okay. He's a bit too religious. Great. Okay, so then we have. So there we are. <laughs> And Sean Lowe goes, look, you just got to keep an open mind, man. Like, I, you, have, I, you know, whatever my lady's name is, Lori, what's his wife's name? Uh, Catherine. Catherine didn't catch my eye to week five. And, you know, like, you just got to the long haul. Last week, we got engaged. We were in telephone riding backwards on an elephant. That sounds, Thailand riding backwards on an elephant into the sunset. Then we we're in Burbank wiping dog shit all over. Oh, the dog got skunked and we got to wash it down. I'm like, all right. So then uh, we see Juan Pablo getting ready. His kid comes out with his family. So, Lori, is he actually a single dad? Like, is the mom, like, not involved at all? No, so what they neglected to mention because it didn't fit into their narrative is that his ex-wife was there with his family to take care of the kid. Yeah. Uh, when so I hear she's single around. dad, I when I hear single dad, I hear and maybe I'm wrong. I think of somebody who's like the only one in charge, but maybe is that maybe I'm just mistaken. I don't maybe this Yeah, no. Wrong. He his his wife is definitely in the picture. Um, but you know, of course they're giving them lots of credit just for simply trying, just parenting his child, which, you know, big deal. Yeah. Big okay. deal. So that we, yeah, big deal. Big deal. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Impregnating a woman is like the best part of it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you get I the think. drift. 
<laughs> like that's yeah, the thing I, I guess I I'm, I, I'm struggle with. It's like big deal. He's a single. He's a single father. Like uh, okay, so he that we love. That's what we do. That's why is this like deserving of a medal? But I will say real quick. Yeah. When he talked with Sean, Sean, right? Sean Lowe. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately after that conversation, I was like, that is a more real conversation than any of the sort of meaningless conversations of this entire most recent season. Like where he was talking about love and I was looking at my wife across from our skunked dog and I was like, this is the woman I want to be with forever. And it's like, yes, this, and it it didn't end with, like, Peter would have just been like, I love that. I love that. You know, he yes. just wouldn't have said anything oh interesting or like asked questions that meant anything. Right. It's funny you should mention that, Jerry, because there was another, the second most hated bachelor of all time, Ari. His, all he would, and he told four women that he loved them. He said, all he would say is, I love that. And he was like, no, there were jokes for, I love that. And uh, I agree with you. This felt like a real conversation. And it actually felt like a moment in time. Now, we haven't watched farther, but it didn't feel like the producers. So they're the curly-haired guy, Elon, who the woman, he was giggling when he greeted the woman and she was like wrapping herself around him. He was the guy that isn't there anymore that we all miss, who I feel like it's gone. I feel like the producers are just mean now. Oh, I have something on that, but that's, that's later. Like, I, there's okay. definitely a moment okay. in the actual episode where I'm like, oh, the producers would have milked this in a right. very negative way, but they didn't. Uh, but I'll, t- I'll talk about that later. Uh, so we see him getting dressed in his house where his ex, where his baby mama is actually take, doing the parenting, but he's getting all of the credit. And he lays out four black ties of various widths on the bed, and he chooses the skinny tie. It, it felt kind of 2014. It felt very Reservoir Dogs. It almost felt like 1993. It's slimming. He looked good, actually. I thought it was a nice suit. I thought he looked good. Um. So then, um, is it slimming? A skinny tie? Is it slimming? Yeah, because he's kind of he he's ripped, but in a in a suit he looks kind of stocky because he's so mm. okay. like buff. So I think the long yeah. tie makes him look a little bit leaner. Okay. It draws yeah, the good. eye lengthwise. Hmm. So then we start meeting the gals that are coming. We've got Chelsea. She's 24. She's really silly and cute. And she's actually like really natural. And um, like a, she's just an adorable, real young lady that's not like an influencer. She's just charming. I, I, I actually found a lot of the women to be a breath of fresh air. I, I very much like a lot of these women. Jerry, Agreed. what did you think? I totally agree. Did totally we agree. We... Renee, she's in a bikini. She lives in Sarasota. She loves to paddleboard, roller skate, anything outside. She's a single mom of an eight-year-old, Ben, and she's cute. Yep. Yeah. Um, totally Then relatable. we meet Andy. And I and I will say, Jerry, and I don't – well, I won't say anything. I was going to say something, but Jerry doesn't need to know this. So I think a lot of people out there know what I was going to say, but I'm not going to say it. She's don't say a it. Prosecu- I'm not going to say it. She's a prosecutor – for gangs, is that right? And she's a yeah. she's a hot lawyer, and boy, is she fucking cute! And is the fact that she's a prosecutor, I'm like, wow, wow, yeah, she's cool and hot and great. 
Yeah, and and smart. But you, you know what's interesting? That I always find these scenes, you know, for instance, the courtroom scene, to be really strange. Oh, yeah. You know, they hired actors. <laughs> and oh, yeah. so she acts yeah. out a scene. Yeah. You know, I don't think she's going to win an Emmy anytime soon, but she is impressive no. nonetheless. Do you remember Your when Honor, Lisa Ray- He's got a record a mile long. We're going to throw <laughs> the book at him. You're like, not a okay, line Eddie, counselor. Calm it down. <laughs> you're in con- you're in contempt of being sexy. You're so in contempt. Remember when we met Corinne and she was like worked for her dad and she was like a businesswoman. We saw her like answering phones at her dad's company. I forget yeah. what she was saying. And they had like it was like they it was almost as if they had like a Texas instrument computer like plugged into a television. It's like like dusty. It was like this is not nobody's actually worked in this office since the seventies. Like they couldn't get them a more up to date like like fake set. Um. <laughs> There's a woman named Amy. She's the massage uh, therapist. And she said, no guys like massage. And we later learn, I, th- I think she might be really bad at being a massage artist <laughs> because Juan didn't, he didn't like what he got from her. So I think well, the problem might be her. And well, she, when they show her doing in- it, when they show her yeah. doing it, she's like doing like, it, not just massage, but she's like, like a dance routine almost. Like she's like ballet <laughs> massaging. <laughs> She's like Zumba. She said, she's a I producer's, myself in- sorry, Arden. She's a producer's dream though. Like essentially they can tell her to do anything and she'll moan and dance around. And so she's really a producer's dream. So this is sort of I, the beginning of a producer. Yeah. I, no, I, Laura, I, consider- I was, I was into her. Like when, when they showed her, I was like, Oh, she's the right kind of crazy. Like she's gorgeous. She, she's this is going to be a fun time like if this is how it goes and then what happens <laughs> happens but go ahead well she's so fit and also like physically it's like that madonna um and again this is it feels like almost from longer ago she's got like the linda hamilton arms or like the madonna arms from like the from when she did the um the ray of light video like like it's a different kind of look of like that ripped look of like 2014. It's so weird. And she Dude, goes, she's hot. She, goes, she was smoking. No, she is hot. She's super hot. But it's just like, oh, like it's just that different. And she goes, I consider myself an artist when it comes to the human body. But none of the guys like my massage. By the way, she's she should have led with that. She shouldn't have told the producers that. She should have. That should have been her opening line to him. He would have been yeah. like, you stay till the final four for sure. No, she's definitely – oh, my God. If you could see my cat right now, it's insane. She's definitely – no, she's hot. She's super hot. So then um, so then somebody – oh, and then she also says, when Pablo, I made you breakfast. And then she holds up a salad to the – like, it was a salad. I'm like, that's not breakfast. That's a salad. Like, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Look, she's anyway. walking around the edges, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is she physically was she your top pick or did you like andy the prosecutor no 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 oh no 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 we'll, when we get to the limos i will tell you what's up okay, oh yeah okay. me okay. too so me then, too okay okay so then we have um nikki uh she's a nurse she's a pediatric nurse um she's adorable 
so cute. Then we have the woman who's holding the wedding dress who was engaged, who oh. literally got like, she got a phone call at work like two days ago that he broke it off and he had a kid, but we don't know that yet. But like so. This she seems like this may not be the best time for her to go on a oh, man. competition reality <laughs> show, but she's going. You and know what's crazy? The and the ring, yeah. You know what's crazy about Lauren is that they she does not seem twenty five. She seems like she's wait, you know, thirty five, right? Wait, the woman, the woman who had the wedding dress is twenty five. Yeah, the broken heart. Didn't no. they say she was twenty five no. at the beginning? Yes, I think they I did. Don't know. She like I, I wrote 45. it down. <laughs> she seems like she was so old. No, it said she was well, twenty five. Yeah, it did because I was shocked at oh. that as well. Well, her heart, her heart is that she looks forty. She does. I don't know if it's like her heartbreak. I mean, as a woman over the age of twenty five, I can tell you that. Well, but it's also before people got. It's also before people got Botox or like filler or like that is not that's a she's had some uh, she's had some uh, grief. Her grief has happened in the past yeah, month that just, took her face. Maybe she just hasn't used sunscreen and has a, a the slightly uh, ravaged voice. That's all. <laughs> and oh, man. her soul, it, her soul is not ready to go on the stage. No, show. her soul is broken it, already. <laughs> her soul might have taken her face with her and like been like, we're going to speed it up because maybe that's maybe just Father Time marched on the second she hung up that phone call. But she still has the wedding dress and the ring. The crazy thing is, and she said it was four months ago. When did she apply to be on it? Was she dating the guy? Like, isn't the turnaround much longer than that? Like, she, did, did she, she immediately break up? I'm, I, I recall her saying months. two months so, so Lori, what did she say? You know, I I actually don't recall, but um, it does seem Let's like a very recent say. heartbreak. In the episode, I mean, she she says two months two months ago, and I went because I sat up. I went two months. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I'm like, how did she did that? Did she immediately apply to be on the Bachelor? You know what I mean? Like the turnaround, or were you dating somebody, but you applied, like, there's no good way that you got on The Bachelor. Like, there was no good way that you did it before as, like, a, just hedging your bets in case it didn't work out, or, like, your rebound plan was, the, like, nothing is a good call. No. So that This like, was God, not this a good fun. plan for her. Can I just say how much I'm enjoying, like, this is actually very much soothing my spirits. Uh, this is very fun. Um, yeah, if this could take up have- about eight hours of my day, that would be great for me. <laughs> we're available. We're, we were trying to schedule this, and we're like, well, we're all wide open. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going well. to go make myself a Manhattan, light a candle, and put on my best kimono. You guys keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I literally put on my I put on a dress that I wore to Thanksgiving, washed my hair and put on red lipstick for you dickheads. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. That just Dude, makes my Jerry, heart when sore. Are gonna, when are you going to shave your head? Uh, probably by hour 2 of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, what about hour, hour eight of the telethon? Oh hour, my god! Okay, hour nine of Bachelor Thon oh. 2014. I'm gonna be like, you're gonna hear a little. When you shave it, when 
have you shave it next time we do a podcast with you? Will you please do it on the episode? When when it's yes. time to shave it, will 100%. you do it live with us, please? You know well, what? I'll cut my bang. I will I will scream. I will put a video camera on myself cutting and maybe dyeing my hair when I do it. Oh, we're um, all okay. going, baby Jane. <laughs> It's, I'm going to be unfuckable and unhirable by day eight of the, of the quarantine. Okay. So then, okay. So then we have, so then we have, um, um, we have, uh, okay. So then we have Valerie, uh, um, oh, she, this is the one who sucks. She's a farm tomboy. She goes, I can't help it that I'm hot. Ugly people need love, too. Not only am I pretty, I'm a pretty girl. She's definitely a villain. She's feeling like a villain. We have Lacey, who could not be sweeter. She's from a family of 13, nine of which have special needs, and she opened her own elder care center when she was 20 years old. I loved her. Jerry. Yeah, I immediately thought. First off, she's stunt. She's gorgeous. She's oh my god. She would. She's Maddie only with depth and yeah. uh, and a soul and and is you know hopefully not a virgin. You know, let's hope for the best there. But yes, but yes, like just adorable and 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 full of life and seems to just be a genuinely good, beautiful person inside and out. Well, you should also know that we've had successful virgins on the show before. Where oh, is that like, true? Just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah so See, we have, I just we assume that because there's fantasy suites that, that, that like everybody assumes that there's going to be banging. There generally is. We have Ashley I, who's one of our guests. No, she didn't. She didn't win the season, but she actually ended up marrying one of the guys from the franchise. So they, they just weren't – they didn't handle it as aggressively as Maddie. It was – so they they were much sort of smoother. It was almost funnier about it. Like so, we have had and our Colton, our bachelor, he was a virgin. We had a male virgin bachelor last winter. Oh wow! Yeah. So he was. How many sisters I think and brothers gay, did she have? She had thirteen brothers and sisters, nine of whom had special needs, and she opened her own um, elder care center at twenty. She could not be sweeter. I loved her. Well, I have good news for you. Uh, this is not the yes. last you, uh, and has nothing to do with the season. Uh, but she, she will be. You, if you continue to watch uh, future series, you may see her again. Great. Well, we've got nothing but time on our hands and uh, <laughs> phone calls, so I have a feeling this might continue for a while, so can't wait. <laughs> so then we meet Claire, who is our bachelorette. She's 32, which is interesting. Even at the time now, that's even older for one of the contestants now. I love that she's our bachelorette. At, six years later at 38 is amazing. So she's 32. She's from Sacramento. She's excited that he's um, speaks Spanish because she's part Mexican. She's the youngest of six girls. Her dad. Now this, I've actually known Claire from like paradise and winter games and she's been a cuckoo coconut, but getting to know her, I'm actually glad we're doing this. So like, 
I had more compassion for her. I just learning that her dad had brain cancer and her conversation with him. And she was like, are you going to die? And he says, yeah. And he made a DVD for his baby girl for her future that, husband to watch. Was, and she's not Arden, that was seen the it moment. yet. It made me cry. It made me cry. That, yeah, that was the moment though where I I realized who I was looking at. I like I went, "Oh, oh, this is this is the Bachelorette." And I had to like go back yeah. and watch it again. Okay, what did you think? What did you think? Well, here it, I mean, just is it's hard not to watch she's it and good. filter it through your own brain, but it, she's, she's nuts. just not my, she's just not my she's type. Nuts. Well, she's it's nuts. not that she's nuts. She's just not my type at all. Like she wouldn't I, I just would never You like you like you like the dancing masseuse. <laughs> well, she's more my type, yes, but she, Claire is just not my type. Uh, I'm just not attracted to her. But like, but she watching it, sort of knowing that she becomes the Bachelorette later, kind of yeah. made me go, okay, like this this woman clearly um, will will sort of I know will somehow rise to the top, and she must be an interesting yeah. person. She must have a great personality, something like that. I have to say no. No, on future paradises and on winter games, she's a cuckoo nut. And getting to know her backstory made me like her a lot. I mean, she's fun TV. She's like a fun cuckoo nut. But um, watching her backstory made me like her more. I had a wondering. Oh, go. Wait, Laura, uh, Jerry first. Jerry first. Well, just when I when they show the DVD, I went, oh no, like oh no, like don't. Let him watch. She's like, I haven't seen it. I'm like, don't watch it with him because I know you yeah, don't know. end up with him. Yeah, I know. I was wondering. I wonder. I was wondering if she'd seen it yet, Lori. Well, what I was wondering is, unless they fix the age of her contestants on The Bachelorette, they're going to have no fucking idea how to watch a DVD. It's like an eight track to these young people. <laughs> <laughs> and and when we get to the end, when we take Baby out of the corner with Anna and Katie. Um, We've seen some of her bachelors, and they're no great shades yet. But we're going to discuss it oh. at the end. Oh and yeah, oh, I'm going to write. I'm going to make a note of myself to discuss that in hour twenty three when we get there. Okay, wait. did you say there's yes. no great what? The guys are not like there are some um, um, ladies. Uh, oh, can some, well, maybe at the end we'll figure out a way to text you some of the pictures of some of the guys. But we'll do that at the end so you're not distracted. But, oh, like, no. the guys are not really – we'll text you at the very end. We'll have a moment. Maybe we'll take a pause and text them to you, and then you can see what we're talking about. Oh, Maybe no. we'll send out a group text at the end. It's really oh, brutal. God. Okay. So then we'll all discuss it. So then we have – okay. So then we – so she wants to – so Clara, her dad did pass away. She wants a man just like her father, a genuine, kind man. And all I could think of is like for all – for whatever I know, I'm going to guess that's not Juan Pablo. <laughs> so we find out there's 27 bachelorettes. And this is the this is the moment out in front of the mansion where I'm like, oh, this guy's a – Deck. And like you can tell, he's way too excited for twenty-seven DJs, models, and actresses to tumble out mm. of like. And they actually got him like nice women, it seems. And like I could see immediately this horny dick, this douchebag, is like ready for these ladies. And out comes Amy L. And she says something about a newspaper. What did she say? Or she's a news reporter. What did I write down? I don't know. That's what I have as well, that uh, she's a news reporter. So then we have um, 
Cassandra, she's a 21-year-old, tall, skinny, former NBA dancer. And they just stood and smiled. And there was crickets. And she kept saying, we're good? We're good? The, the it crickets, was so awkward. The, the crickets are this the 2014 season's equivalent of the heartbeat. They amp the crickets. <laughs> oh, my God. Whenever there's like an awkward, weird, <laughs> or cringy moment. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. They did it multiple times. It was great. Oh my God. So then we have um, um, Christine in a green dress. She's a uh, police support person. And I was noticing all the gowns, and she brought a gift for his daughter. And he was like, oh, whoa, when she walked away. Strangely, he did not pick her at the end of the night, but he was like super into her when she walked away. I thought the gift at the very least merited uh, picking. I mean, that was really sweet. Ooh. I know. He, I know. She made a bracelet with the young lady's, with his daughter's name, Valentina's name on it. And um, I agree with you. And like whenever somebody brought him a gift for the daughter, he would go, oh, huh, great. Cute. Like I was like, oh, you're a dick. Like this woman made you a gift. And he was like, uh-huh, great. Like, like that but, was really thought. If you're really looking for the mom of your daughter, like that was incredibly thoughtful. Jerry. I Well, I was just going to say – Watching the parade and him and how he was being, I gave him a lot of leeway just because English isn't his first language, you know, and and Sean Lowe had given him this advice of, look, they're going to come out and they're going to do these wacky bits. Just go with it. Like, just be present with it, which I thought was such amazing advice. And then I felt like he was really trying to, I was actually kind of nervous for him. I was like, this, like, whenever he said, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? I was like, yeah, dude, I I get it. Like, this is crazy. Like, these women are gorgeous. And, you know, and I, and I, I know he's a player. Like, you don't have that body if you, and you're not a player. Like, you just don't. That's not the way this world that we live in works. If you think it does, <laughs> I have a bridge to Terabithia to sell you, okay? Because that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Like, like I can see if I had 18 limos and 27 hot, adorable, charming guys rolled out to for me, for I can you. see how it would just – Yeah, I'd be like – I can see how – by person nine, you're just like, I, I can't even, I can't. Now, when we and get to all, the end, we're not there yet. And when all we of get their to the bits. end of the limos. Oh, I know. They're, they weren't even, oh, no, they've no, gotten no. I was much say, crazier of, in subsequent years. All of their bits and lines seemed more genuine and authentic than anything yeah. that happened on Peter's season. I agree with yeah. you. And yeah. I can't, I don't want to know yet, but I want... Jerry and Lori at the end of the limos to tell me who your lady top pick is. Um, So we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. Okay. So then we have, so then we have uh, Shanty. Um, I don't remember much about her, but she said that I know how to pronounce the name. Then we have Lucy. I cannot, she's a barefoot. She's a free spirit. Uh, I cannot believe that's the same woman from the that was where I can't could I. believe. I I I'm sh- I kept looking. I'm like, where was that cute girl from the store? I'm like, yep. I'm shocked that that's who it was. 
Yeah, it became wow. Free Spirit became uh oh, this is Crazy Town. <laughs> like I'm barefoot. Like I don't wear shoes. Isn't that great? No, that's unsanitary and dangerous. These are cobblestones. It's somebody that sequel. I always have a, I have an issue, and I'm so sorry. I love both of these towns, but when people are self conscious, so it's like keep Portland weird, keep Austin weird. When somebody's like, I'm crazy, I'm barefoot. It's like it's not that crazy. Like it's not that crazy. Like I'm such a free, you know, free spirited. People are barefoot. Like. Either wear it, but don't keep telling me how crazy you are or, like, how weird you're keeping your... Like, either just... Like, they're both such great... I'm so sorry. I hope I don't anger our fans because I love and would happily move... Would prefer to live in either of your cities than Los Angeles. But, like... But, like... (laughs) It's when people are, like, self-conscious of, like, I'm so left of center. Like, I don't know. Thoughts? Well... Part of what I was thinking is that, you know, they they sauce them up before they get out of that limo. So I was thinking maybe oh, they're she's hammered. just really sauced. But she also oh. wore that outfit and picked that look, didn't put on any makeup, put on a flower crown and wore no shoes. So she she dug down. She probably was hammer time digging into her persona. Well, and that is the key word, persona, right? She really picked a persona and ran with it. She was like, this is how I'm going to stand out. And that, because that was not her in the store. That, that was not her in the store. Yeah. She seemed bubbly and fun in the store. And then, and then it was this like, but here's who I (laughs) am. And it's like, Oh, but this seems put on a little bit, especially in a sea of women that seem very real. Yeah. yeah, they they oh, had yeah. fewer shticks uh, at this time than they do now. It's almost like in Peter's season, ev- every person that comes out of the limo has some sort of shtick or they're writing in on something. And as you see in this episode, uh, it was much less frequent. So she definitely yeah. had a thing that she was trying to present. Um, and she was really trying to capitalize, I think, on her screen time. So then we, because speaking of sticks, we have a person riding up, which is actually kind of amazing, a piano bicycle riding mm-hmm. up Lauren. She's on a music composer. It went a little flat, but it was like, I, I was just impressed you could build a bicycle piano. Lori, bicycle piano. Oh, well, you know, I, well, I love this shtick, but I also thought she was so adorable, completely adorable. Yeah. Big fan. And he ran... He ran inside to ask her name, too. I agree with you. What did you think of her, Jerry? Well, I don't, I didn't think, the piano thing sort of overshadowed her, so I don't really remember her, but I did like the what was your name moment. Like, you didn't tell me your name. Yeah. I thought, well, oh, what a cool thing to do, and 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 what like a uh, spontaneous, a way to be sort of real and spontaneous in such a chaotic moment to go back in and show the ladies like, no, 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 I, I care about you. And I'm for, for all of his gaminess and smoothness. I really felt like he was taking on the mantle of, I want to be a good host and I want these women to feel comfortable because this is going to be more awkward for them. And, and I guess he had gone through it. Yeah. We had mentioned that he, so he, he knows how they feel, and I feel like in this that first episode, he really was like, 
I want you all to feel comfortable and I want you all to know that I want to get to know you. And I thought that was a great moment. Jerry, that's so interesting that you say that. I think I've become so cynical after watching this series for 57 years. Um, you know, when I saw him run after her, what I thought had happened is that a producer directed him to run after her and ask for her name and they cut that all out. So that's what well, I'm, I'm sure thinking. that's what happened. I'm sure you're well, right. Now that we know he's like, now that I secretly know he's an awful human being, I'm sure that is no, what happened. But no, the way they made it, think, it seemed authentic. Yeah, I no, thought it was agree. charming and authentic. And I thought it was charming and authentic until I saw him run back and say to the producer, it's Lauren, because I felt like the producer was like, wait, who is that? Like the producer didn't know. I because he ran and told somebody off camera, and I that's thought right. oh, the producer doesn't know who it is, and yeah, so that's you guys when are I was like, it went for being, it went yeah, for being that's what I thought too, Argon. Yeah, I I completely yeah, thought the same thing it. that the producer wanted to know the name, and he came back out and told them. So, yep, you got it. That's what I think. For, oh, for those man. of you listening at, the, at home, Tana is Tanana, and Argon is my name from the future. It's Argon from the future. So oh. please, please call, anybody can call me Argon. Oh, I no, you forgot. Can call me I called so, you that. <laughs> You can call me Argon and you can call Tana Tana, but I, you know what? I feel like somewhere in 2014, I am Argon. Okay. So then we have, um, so then we have Chelsea coming out. She's adorable. She's the young lady from Ohio. She's a science educator. She, she brought goggles and a test tube and, but she panicked and she started to try to do a a thing. And then she goes through the test tubes in the bushes and said, instead of doing chemistry, why don't we just have chemistry? And he was kind of a dick. It was like, oh, good. And I was like, just be fucking cool about it, man. Like, she's trying. <laughs> that was the bit, though. I don't think she messed up the bit. I think that was the bit. Those tubes were empty. That, I felt like it was the bit, but I felt like he was kind of a dick about it. I just think it was too, too, too much for him. I think he was like, I, I don't know what you're – like, this is advanced improv, and I'm on level basic. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Zip, zop, zop. Okay. That's an improv joke. So then we have Valerie the cowgirl that I don't like who goes, I'm a pretty girl. Even ugly girls need love. I was like, oh, you've decided to be the villain. Even though she was sweet here coming up in her cowgirl boots, she was sweet, but I didn't like her intro package. Then we have Ashley. Ashley coming up and she's a whisperer. She's a first grade teacher. And she just whispered. Like you could barely hear her. And I didn't know if she had no vocal power. I didn't know what was going on, but she was a whisper thing but we got to the main attraction for all of us the meat and potatoes claire in a move that could have frightened many bachelors but actually gave him a giant boner came out super pregnant with and she's a hairstylist and i think this move rocketed her to the top and he goes you look gorgeous with a baby he liked well, he wants to put, he's like the, he's like the Tracy Morgan character that's like, I'm going to get you pregnant. Like, I feel like he's that guy that is like, I'm going to make you pregnant and you pregnant and you pregnant. He likes seeing her <laughs> pregnant. Thoughts? Lori. I mean, what an interesting shtick she had that she said, you know what? I know it's going to woo him. I'm going to stick did. a ball up my gown. Yeah, you know, uh, Claire was... <laughs> most, guys would, most guys would run from that. Most guys would... She guessed right for this guy. She, mo, I mean, Jerry, would that frighten you? Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think it did frighten him. I don't think he liked it. I think he liked when he found out it was a joke. 
I think he was like, but I think oh, like the producers are throwing a curveball at me. There's this woman is going but to be I a think, single mother. I think, I think once he realized it was a joke, he really liked how she looked pregnant, though. I think he realized it was a joke and he liked the look. I of think her. when he realized it was a joke, he was relieved and he was like, okay, okay, you can stay. Lord, Lori, what do you think? I, you know, I think when he initially saw her, uh, that he was sort of wondering whether it was true or not, but, and that but there like might the joke, but the joke. He, I think he had a boner for the joke. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, it's hard to know how much he is is really picking up on a lot of these jokes, either because he's, I, I think he's just so nervous. But he seemed mm-hmm, right. very Agreed. into her appearance. It's really clear to me, especially in retrospect, um, you know, who he was physically attracted to. Um, interesting. So then we have Allie shows up. She's adorable in soccer shoes. Um, so cute. And then she's looking for a teammate. And then he kept the soccer ball. But I thought that was adorable. And she's adorable. Jerry. Uh, I mean, it was a good move playing soccer with him. I don't, I, there were so many girls. Here's one thing I will say. A lot of the girls, because they're all sort of wearing gowns and and I feel like they all sort of had their hair done the same, they really blended together for me. So I don't, like, I can't picture her face right now. I remember the soccer ball bit, but I cannot picture her dress. I can't picture her face. I mean, she she might have had dark hair. I don't know. She had dark hair. She kind of looked like Andy, the prosecutor. She kind of looked yes, like a lawyer. There were, there, but, I think there were like six girls that all looked like Andy, the prosecutor. And I was like, yeah, the, I'm going to have to wait and see which one of these, which ones of these like stay. Yes. So then he gives, like, a douchey, he gives a douchey wave to like the little like finger grody douchey wave to the limo. And then um, Andy steps out. She's the last one. And he goes, oh, my gosh, as she gets out. And she's pretty fucking foxy. So, okay, every now that we've gotten all the ladies out, Jerry, who who would be just who would be your first impression, Rose, from out of the limo? Well, I feel like you didn't. I feel like you didn't even yeah. talk about the one. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You skipped. The Did few. I miss it? Did yeah. I miss it? Did I miss a page? Maybe I missed a page. Well, so, okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We can just get into it. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. tell who, you. Who did well, you? well the, the girl he gives the first impression, Rose, what was her name? Charlene? Charlene. Yeah. Yeah. When she got out of the limo, I, I gasped. I was like, who, what? Like, I, she was, she took my breath away. She was beautiful. Like, her dress yes. was interesting. Her hair was, and her face was like, who are you? I hope he doesn't pick you. Are you still single? Because I want to date you like now in 2020. Yeah. I want to quarantine with her immediately. Yes. Right, who, who do you want to give your first impression, Rose? To? 100% Charlene. And what's so interesting about Charlene that departs from uh, recent seasons is that she is so interesting. She can carry on a conversation. She's like the definition of cosmopolitan. She is actually, I love that she's not even feeling it. <laughs> so well, we're, not we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. All right. Okay. 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 So we find really, out. So here. Okay. 
we find out that she's just come back from Germany, that she's been opera singer, she's been working in Germany, and that she apologizes for not being able to speak Spanish. That's what we learn up top about Charlene. Ah, so good. And that she is head and shoulders the most beautiful woman in that house. I love this. I love... I would give my first impression, Rose, to Andy, the prosecutor. Oh, no. I'm I'm with you, Jerry. I'm with you. Uh, I I think Charlene gets the rose without a doubt. She is the most compelling character. I mean, Andy is certainly compelling as well. Uh, I don't know her yet. But Charlene is so interesting uh, you know, I, I just think that you we can't ignore Charlene. Holy moly. Whoop. Okay. Um, so then we're in the thing, and he has a dance party, which I actually thought was cute for a second. Like, I personally love to dance, so I that would actually help my nerves. Dancing always helps me. What did you think of the dance party, Jerry? I thought it was a good move for him to sort of break the ice and be like, Look, let's just get the jitters out. Like, let's all just dance around. You know, we're going to get to the conversations. You know, I I feel like his Achilles heel being from Venezuela is going to be communication and like being able to sort of communicate effectively, like out the gate and having a dance party is a good, just purely physical way to sort of get everybody on your team and be like, look, this is going to be about having... the bad times are coming. Let's just have a good time tonight, right now. Yeah. Lori, is it? Um, is he known for his? Was he known for his dancing? Is yeah, that like so a thing he did on the season? I think it makes sense that he had a dance party because you know he's got that sexy dance appeal as as he showed uh, Sean Lowe at the beginning. So that's a good move for him. I'll just say that if I were one of the women in the mansion at that point, unless I could break a dance, I would beeline it for the bathroom, or I would just be doing the worm on the floor. But you know, I so think I know that Lori is an Lori, incredible Lori. break dancer. Oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say Lori's Lori is an incredible break dancer. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, no, Jerry, the, you the go. Jerry, Jerry, I loved it. I felt like it was fun and cute. Um, Jerry, what were you about to say? No, I was just going to say Lori was saying she would have beelined it for the bathroom. And I think because just based on what you had said earlier that the girls were all sort of sauced up pre-limo, you know, it, 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 it probably worked out a little bit better. Like, you know, the, they're already yeah. ready to kind of party. You know, the nerves are kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, Lori just texted me, and I don't know, did we learn this up top? We skipped Elise. Which one was Elise? Her mom died. What did she look like? She had, well, she had, I'm completely with Jerry and that most of these women all seem like they're just a sea of white homogeneity. So I can't really distinguish them. But I took a note that said that she was in a very glittery gown. Uh, and she seems sort of pageanty, but another she wanted to find her prince as well. Okay, another Great. interesting thing about Elise, however, is that she dated the situation. Whoa! Oh. Oh. Yeah, that was. wow. God, Lori, you're so good. You're really leading us. I feel like in in these uncertain times out there, I feel I'm in such good hands walking through this season. Don't you, Jerry? I do. I do. And it's nice to meet you, Lori, finally. 
Nice to meet you. Oh my god, you. you're gonna love. Good answer, Jill. Lauren, like a <laughs> Lauren, like a fine wine, gets better with time. And just wait at the end of the podcast when we're done recording, I will tell you other things. You're gonna love Jerry. Okay, so oh um, no, you're gonna love it. So then we are we're inside. He set up a photo booth. I love that they think he set it up. They're like, it's yeah, so that was sweet ridiculous. of him. And then so we see Nikki is the first one that talks to him, and she's a pediatric nurse. And you can tell. Look, my. By the way, I hope anybody, if we have any listeners out there that are nurses, like, first of all, thank you so much for your service right now, like, at all times, but, like, even, like, like, truly, if there's, like, any extra little videos or stuff you want us to send you, like, we are so grateful for your service, and um, please stay safe out there. That being said, I felt like she was so excited to tell him specifically that she was a baby nurse, like a pediatric oh, yeah. nurse. Like, like she was, by the way, and she should be like, that's like watching her with those kids was, she was adorable. I love her. It's amazing. And like, she should be psyched to tell him, but she was definitely like, cause he was somewhat dismissive. Like, oh, you're a nurse. And he's like, she was like, bitch, I'm a baby nurse. And he was like, oh, thoughts, Jerry. No, I mean, it was a smart move. It, look, I can take, I can help take care of your daughter, like, for real. Like, it's just brilliant. Yes. Lori? Well, well you know, I, this is definitely going to date me. Um, but if you watch Laverne and Shirley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, I'm sorry, but, I've never heard of that. What? Yeah, I know you haven't, Arden. Uh, which one? Did, which one? Did, Laver- well, did Laverne so, or Shirley date the situation? but if you remember lenny and squiggy uh one of them i think was it lenny would bite his hand and when nikki got out of the limo it was interesting he bit his his hand or his fingers (gasps) oh my god oh my god like lenny and squiggy like his knuckle he bit his knuckle yeah so oh my god uh, oh my god anyway but i think she's (laughs) completely adorable and that's uh, because that's so in cute. Venezuela, Laverne and Shirley is like just coming on. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have Renee. She's the single mom and she's chatting with him. Meanwhile, he has red kisses all over his cheek. Oh, and yeah. and he goes, well, there was two years and but it wasn't working. And uh, she's four and a half now. And and actually felt like they I wasn't sure if he was going to be kind of like not that into the fact that she actually already had his her own kid because I felt like he just really wants more of his kids. But I felt that they actually had a nice connection and that she's in the running. No. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> which which wait who is it which one? The single mom that they were talking about their kids. Oh, the single mom. Yes. Well, I loved what she said about. Um, She's like, look, when you're a single mom, you don't waste time. It's just like, is this working or not? And I was like, yeah, this is great. Like, it's it's just automatically more interesting than any contestant on Pete. I hate to keep harping on it, but I, and that's more interesting to have a strong yeah. sort of define, self-defined woman who doesn't want to waste a bunch of time and, like, this is a good opportunity for her and – Let's see. We, you're a parent. I'm a parent. We can connect on that level. 
but we can connect on not like a, oh my God, you're so sexy. It's like a, like we could connect on like a real level about real stuff is just so much more compelling television. Yeah. Um, and the fact I that agree. she lives you know, in I, Florida, I think, you know, if you're oh, just yeah. thinking logistics, that it, it, she could be a very, uh, a very good match for Juan Pablo. And, and um, I, she's totally smoking hot. She's yeah. so hot. I realize we need to take breaks for for actual like life goes on. So um, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Ooh, I don't know about you, but uh, things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling... This actually almost makes times feel normal. Can I just say how grateful I am to be doing this? And Jerry and Lori, your new friendship blooming. Wow. Jerry. I appreciate you all of your knowledge. Uh, thank you. Yeah, Lori. Lori, you do too, my friend. I appreciate well, I all your knowledge you. and your history. And I want to pick yeah. your brain after this about, but, you know, more on that later. Great. Um, so then we have, um, so then we have, he talks to the, um, our, our valley girl who worked at the boutique, but is now our hippie girl, Lucy, in a flower crown. And she says, I'm a happy camper. Real hippie just don't wear shoes. It was just, like, too much. It was, And she put her feet on him. And then she was like, am I intimidating you? I'm going to talk close. It was like, put it away. You're trying too hard. I like her, but I'm like, I went to college in Colorado and there were some of the young ladies were the real hippies. And then there were some that were like, okay, I get yeah. it. Yeah. I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Lori. Lori and I went together. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just five she years could have gone to Colorado College. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. Five years ago. God, I can't. Yeah. Right when Oof. this was on. This was this was our senior year. This was. I can't believe I didn't watch it with you in your dorm. <laughs> I know. 2014. <laughs> so then well, we have. Um, is that. Oh, sorry. So one thing about Lucy outside of the Kate Upton uh, detail is that she actually uh, was dating uh, during, I don't know if it it was right during this time, uh, the founder of Snapchat. What? So she hangs hangs with really rich. So she's like a total full of shit hippie. That's like, I only hang with really high profile or very wealthy people. Yeah. I'm a hippie who, yeah, a hippie socialite. <laughs> Silver wow. spoon, paper yes. plate. I would. I know. I'm like, oh, you're a trustafarian. You're a trust. You're a trust fund rastafarian. That's exactly right. Well, she's from she's from Santa Barbara, and it's like there's yeah. no. That's an expensive place to be from. So she oh, can afford yeah, to be I'll, very free spirit. You know, you're absolutely right. In my mind, you were saying Santa Cruz, but you're right. It's Santa Barbara, which is like right next to where Oprah lives in Montecito and like Ellen exactly. lives. It's like, yeah, right, right. Where like Nancy Myers filmed one of her movies with like real estate porn. Yeah. Okay. Free spirit, more like expensive spirit. <laughs> Thank <clears throat> you. It smells like expensive teen spirit. Kit. <clears throat> um, Kids, there was a band named Nirvana. Look it up. Okay, so then we have Amy J, the massage therapist. She has her old school strong arms. And he goes, well, that was an awkward massage. And that's where we learned that the men who didn't like her massages didn't like it for a reason. Jerry, you have the floor. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What We learned that the men didn't like her massage? What are you talking about? I'm saying up top, she said the guy she dated never liked her massage, didn't like massages, and now we learned why, because we watched her give a massage, and even Juan Pablo didn't like it. I don't remember her saying that, so I guess I I must have missed that, but the massage, when he came out, he saw the table before we see the table, and he looked excited. He was like, oh, and then it pulls back, and you see the table, and it's like, oh, he's going to get a massage, of course. 
And then she does it. And I guess whatever, whatever essential oil she rubbed on her hands and then like wafted in front of his nose when he was laying down, he was like, wow. It was like, I think it was like smelling salts or something like that. I was like, cayenne, cayenne pepper. Like, yeah, it like really weirded him out. He was like, oh my God, oh, oh, oh I'm like now. Well, you know what I thought was I so strange about that is that, so she she rubs the essential oils on her hands, which is fine. You know, he, he smells the cayenne yes. pepper or whatever it is. But then she takes her oily hands and rubs yes. her suit jacket. I yes. know, I know. All, I was, was so really weirded used. out by that. Yeah. It's hard to get oil out of fabric. That. Yeah. Oil and fabric ruins an item. Yeah. But I, I can't, I gotta just say it. She stands out in a sea of banality. She stood out to me and she's gorgeous. And she is, it, she was, she's more my type than 90% of those women. I might revoke your taste in women card. <laughs> Don't you dare, Lori. We're on the same page. I mean, I, I don't know. Watching that, like, and the Corona Arden, who's who's like a real wild card right now, I thought, should I just go grab my scissors and cut bangs? Like, I didn't know if I liked him or not, but I was, my, mine are kind of in between right now. And looking at her bangs, I was like, maybe I'll just go cut my bangs. Hasn't happened yet. But it will within 10 minutes of this podcast ending. Um, so then we have Chelsea's the adorable one in the photo booth with him. And they do a photo shoot. And it's all photos of him, which seems on brand for what I understand oh, totally, about him. Totally telling. Totally telling. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. adorable, though. Mainly because she's a Buckeye. But she's adorable. She's Lori's from Ohio. She's so cute. And... She's so natural and real and like a breath of fresh air and like, and look, I like a lot of the ladies in the more recent seasons too, but like the purity of these, the purity of the personality, you know, the, the purity of the lack of thirst to be Instagram influencers is very yes. refreshing. And I, and I'm wondering if this is like the last pure season of that. I bet that I bet within the year, once Bachelor in Paradise happens, I'm curious as to when the first people were able to, like, quit their jobs and lift just off of, like, codes that they give to, like, self-tanners. Lori, what do you think? <laughs> I, 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 you, you, you have me stumped, I have to say. I apologize. Anna, Anna can do research at the, well, right now. Anna, you can Google when do people really become influencers? When did FabFitFun start? You could do it at the very end when we take baby out of the corner. Um, so then we have Elise. Thank you, Anna. We miss you. Get back to that tanning bed and eat your canned food. We have Elise, who is a first grade teacher. Dude, what are we doing, man? This is crazy. I, like, <laughs> I, don't, know. I, was just, I don't know. At the store, I was, I was just like buying like cans of crushed tomatoes. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to cook. Like, I was just like buying, grabbing. Like, I'm like, I truly was just panicking. Like, I mean, you know what? Everybody's just doing the best they can. That's I, right. I couldn't get regular toilet paper. I have like industrial. If you look at on my Instagram stories today, there's like I have a giant roll of toilet paper tied to a roll of string on the. It's, it's like two like dental floss is holding this like. So basically, like I went to like a Lowe's movie theater and stole like one giant roll of toilet paper. Okay, oh. but I did order a bidet. Okay, so we have the crying lady. 
Oh, so we have Elise, whose mom died, the first grade teacher. I don't remember her. The then situation. That's what I need to remember. I'll remember dead, dead mom. Straight. That's how you go straight into the arms of. You know what? Then I'll be dating the situation by December. <laughs> yeah. So then we have Lauren H. Lauren, my, my mother would be so proud. Lauren H. Was the so she's crying. So she's crying. She can't handle it. She's the one whose fiance broke up with her on the phone. Um, she's weeping. She's worked up. She wants time with him. She's not getting time. She goes, nothing worse than thinking everything's great. And then you just have the rug pulled right out from beneath you. I don't want him to see, I want him to see good energy that I have. I want him to see the asset that I can be. Um, I'm always so positive. And right now, I'm thrown a little bit. I didn't want to leave with this. So she's talking to him. But, um, you know, uh, uh, like two days ago, I was engaged. I was planning a wedding. And um, he had a son. And I was very, very close with his son. I was ready to be a stepmom. He just turned three. And uh, it's the most vulnerable I've ever felt in my life. And I'm hoping that I could be the most missing piece of this puzzle. And it could be me. And she makes the puzzle of he and his daughter. And he goes, huh. Thoughts, Jerry. I have, well, a lot to say about her because they spent a lot of time on her. But just the fact that she says, I didn't. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. First things first. I hate the conversation about I'm not getting my time with him. I just don't care. There's so much of that in Peter's season. And now I see that it's just like, it's like part of the show's DNA. And I find it so boring. And it's like, talk about anything else. If you're not like, the whole, oh my God, I'm not getting my time. I'm not getting my time. It's like, I, uh, then go get your time. I don't care. Yeah. Two, yeah. This, this, this woman is a lesson in what not to do on a first date. It, I didn't <laughs> want to lead with this. She says, I didn't want to lead with this. Then don't. Please don't. And it's like watching a car wreck in slow motion. Like you, it's just, she just, if your sadness, defines you then you're not ready to go on the bachelor period pause and you're and you're gonna get to go back i'm gonna give you the floor again and i want to just interject on that i completely agree and in my book i actually have a whole thing on not trauma bonding whether it's about your ex who broke your heart or like that you come together like oh you've been fucked over i've been fucked over. like like and it's sometimes it's hard to know what to talk about but like to just i trauma bonding like trying to lead with your pain to like get somebody to love you it's just i forced myself dating to like go watch document like just to have something to chit chat for like a couple of weeks until you can kind of ease into like okay here's some of the more scary stuff like here's the more real stuff and i don't think you need to bond over past relationships that's just me jerry you have the floor again part two this woman lauren and juan pablo go Part, part two is she, so she's crying and, and this is breaking her and this whole process. Like, I thought I was so confident, but it turns out I'm not. It's like the other half of this is I felt like, A, how refreshing it is that she's really the only one who's like kind of crying when on Peter's season, it was like half of them were this way. But the second part is, that she, I feel like in Peter's season, the producers would have made sure to keep her 
And I was glad, and I'm jumping ahead, but I'm glad oh, yes. that he, he didn't. And I went, oh, this is already a more humane season. He's not going to, yes. they're not going to keep her to like make fun of her or like ridicule her because she's going to go home and watch this back and, and she's going to learn, hopefully learn a lot from this. But Oh my God, you're so right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we didn't well, even know, talk. I, we didn't even talk about I, that on the first episode before this. They had devoted like 25 minutes. There was a special to this beautiful young lady who had been a contestant. And Lori, I don't think you saw that episode. But there was this beautiful young lady who was had been on The Bachelor who took her own life. And they... And they... Oh, yeah. And they literally... They did like an in, in memoriam. Like a 30 to 20 to yeah. 30 minute in memoriam. I mean, she was so adorable. And I was shocked. I was shocked in a weird way that it felt almost like there was like more humanity that they actually... Like, I was... It felt so kind for the franchise to actually give this person like... Who, you know, existed and mattered. Like, I, I was actually surprised they were like willing to give that much airtime like it actually i was surprised uh what did you yeah think? so gia is a it, it was a very big fixture in the franchise i think uh during that time so she was on uh, three different uh three different uh, series so she was on the bachelor with jake pavelka she was on uh, bachelor pad one and hear- bachelor pad two no, I've never watched Bachelor Pad, but I hear it's amazing. Should we watch a Bachelor Pad? Yeah. Okay, the ba- great. Bachelor Pad was good, and Gia was very. She finished, um, I believe, third in Jake's season. But you know, uh, apparently, he said that she was her favorite uh, all along, and her story was very, very tragic. Um, but she, you know, she killed herself, and actually, when this. Uh, when this tribute was uh, was presented on Juan Pablo's season, there actually was a little bit of outcry because apparently, even though ABC did this tribute to her, they didn't bother to send anything to, uh, you know, any flowers or a note wow. to her family when she actually died to her, you know, at the actual funeral. Okay. So people mm. were saying, oh, it's interesting that right. you're, you're milking doing this it. tribute on television but in real life, you didn't even send flowers. Wow. And, um, but her whole story is really sad and tragic. She was and I don't so know if we need to talk about adorable. that. Adorable. I just was, she was so cute. And I also just want to say, Lori, your knowledge of all of this is astounding. It's, it's really spectacular. <laughs> um, all right. So we're back. Thanks. So we have the, I, I think it's the thank you. <laughs> um, what did you think of the cry? What did you think of crying Lauren with Juan Pablo, Lori? Okay. Well, well, first of all, I would just like to say during this uh, coronavirus time, I'm looking out my uh, door right now outside and I see my children and my wife uh, with pipe cleaners on their head. Uh, and so they are clearly, <laughs> clearly going uh, a bit bonkers. But anyway, back to Lauren. Um, so what I thought about uh, Juan Pablo's interaction with Lauren is it was almost like, you know, when somebody incredibly boring is talking to you and you stare at the tip of their nose and as mm. they're talking, you may 
nod your head and make a grocery list. I had a feeling that is what Juan Pablo was doing to Lauren. He was completely uninterested in hearing what she was saying. He was just nodding his head, staring at the tip of her nose and going, oh, yes. Mm -hmm, Oh, my, you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. That must be what every – That's my take. I feel like I've been – I feel like I've had therapists do that to me. (laughs) Well, that's just a – let me just say it's a trick of a trick. (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't know to do tip of the nose. That's interesting. Because um, it looks like you're looking in their eyes. Oh, my God. There That's go. so good. <laughs> um, oh, then so then we have uh, anything further on Lauren? Okay. Nah, that's all I got. So then we have Andy, and she goes, oh, this is so weird for me. I'm used to being in control. And he gives her his jacket, and then she's like, He's like, what do you do? He's like, she goes, I studied law. I'm a lawyer. I'm a prosecutor. I send people to jail. He was like, oh, you've read a lot of books. She's like, I don't really read books. I just send people to jail. And I was like, and I thought, I don't know if I like you. I don't know if I like you. Yep. Oh, she dipped right there. She dipped when she was like, oh, I don't like to read. I just like to be in court and send people to jail. I know. I was was like, like, oh. I know. When she kept saying send people to jail. I don't read. I don't read. I just send people to jail. Made me like her less. Oh, I like. Yeah, I liked her <laughs> less and less. And I didn't really particularly like her to begin with. I, I mean, I was like, okay, you're interesting. I but don't no, read. The, I, the whole that whole thing was weird. Yeah, I have to say, bragging about the fact that you don't read books and you send people to jail makes me not want to go on a road trip with her. He really enjoyed the fact. It's that she- just. That, that he was like, you have to let go of control. She was like, oh, it feels good. I like it to not be in control. Like, he definitely seemed, like, horny for her. Correct? I hate that word. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They had a ton of chemistry, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I hate the word horny, and yet well, she, I say she, it. You hate the word horny? I hate the word horny so much, which is why I say it all the time. Like, I, if anybody well, actually said to me, like, oh, welcome, I... welcome, Matt, at your... You're welcome, Matt, at your home, says, come into my horny home. I say, it says, honk if you're horny on my car. That's how you know you've passed me. <laughs> yeah. My, oh, God. My, my corporation is uh, horny, horny for Life with the number four and L-Y-F-E. Um, nice. <laughs> okay, so then, so then we have, here we go. Now you're your number one lady. I'm also not saying that I have good taste. I'm just saying who physically I would have given the rose to would have been Andy. So here comes Charlene. She's from Germany. She's trying to not eat meat. She said that's hard in Germany because you eat pea soup and they put a wiener in it. He was like, ah, 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 wiener. I did think wiener's a funny word. She didn't seem to be making a joke. Jerry? (laughs) So she was very interesting. She's Canadian, but she's traveled. I'm going to say one more thing and then we'll get to you. Okay, so here's what we know. So we watched their interaction and... He's feeling it. And then he goes, will you hold on a second? And he races and he goes and gets the rose. And he goes, will you accept this rose? And there's the longest silence. And she goes, sure. And he goes, thank you. And and then she goes, wow. And as he's getting it, she says, I thought there'd be more insta-chemistry than I felt. There's just so much buildup to it. It just seems forced. You skipped a thing. No, no. What did I skip? Arden, you skipped a thing. When he comes back with the rose, no, no. She, the first thing she says before he says anything is, are you serious? 
Okay, but she says while he's getting the rose, <laughs> as he's running away, she says she doesn't know what he's getting, and she says, "I thought there'd be more instant right. chemistry." And then there's so much buildup because like it seems forced. You're right. He gives the rose. She says, "Are you serious?" And then she says, "Sure." And then she goes, "Thank you." And then he goes. I'm shocked. And then he says, I never got one of these. I know how it feels. I want you to feel comfortable and relaxed going to sleep so you can sleep well tonight. And um, so now now we can talk. Jerry, go for it. Well, I mean, first off, several things. She is, you know, there was a little bit of a cringy awkwardness to her. But when he goes away, uh you know, it, it sort of cuts to that interview portion where she's like, yeah, I don't know. She seems to be having second thoughts. Like, I I don't know if I'm really feeling it with this guy, which was very compelling television and very honest. And it's like, I've never seen that. She's this worldly. I've never seen a woman be so honestly assessing and going, yeah, I don't know if it's for me. And I, I didn't realize she was Canadian. She's Canadian, but she lives in Germany. She's just well traveled and she's lived abroad and all that stuff. But yeah, she was, she was like, I just don't know if I'm feeling it. And it's like, of course you're not feeling it. You're a world traveled opera singer. You're oozing gorgeousness and culture. And this dude's a meathead. He's a meathead. Let's be real. He's a soccer player that dates like DJs and models. And it's like in, you know, in Florida. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to feel it with this guy. This is not your Prince Charming. But I thought it was very interesting when he comes back and she's like, are you serious? And she's, and he's like, yeah, I want you to be comfortable. And I felt like he was earnest in that moment. Yes. That was interesting. And, but the sure was a little like, just say, if you're going to say yes, show a little enthusiasm. And, and you know, she felt like maybe she had a little social anxiety saying she, she kept calling him sir. Which I thought was weird, yeah. but I she think was, him sir? was more of a she, yeah, several twice, times, yeah. yeah. Huh. And 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 I thought that was weird, or I thought that was indicative of maybe her being like, sort of, I'm kind of distancing myself here because I don't want to lead you on, and I'm not, and I know these cameras are on me, and I'm trying to be respectful, but I'm not really feeling it with this guy. This guy's not my dream dude. You know, yeah, by you the know, way, you know I, who her dream dude is? Who? Jerry Trainer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When you shave your head, Go Jerry. when you shave your head, she's going to be all over that. I'm already, it's, I'm shaving it right now. Um, <laughs> I love that there was a, well, so, yes, Lori. Well, you know, I will have a lot to say about Charlene throughout oh, the season. Okay, wait, let's take a pause. Nuggets about her. Let's take a pause and take, and then we'll come right back and you can start your thing. Oh, yeah. I need a sexual timeout. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. 
Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Okay, Lori, we were about to talk about Charlene. Tell me everything. So, okay. Well, not everything. I, I, not everything, of course not. But uh, I completely agree with Jerry. The one thing that, that I think I, I have a little bit of a different take on is that I actually don't think she was nervous or insecure. It almost seemed that she was reflective and thinking that this is such a surreal experience Mm. that she felt just that it was a a bit odd. And I think maybe that's why she brought out the sirs. Um, The other piece is that not only is she gorgeous and worldly, but she's observant. and, And you'll find later on she's smart and she's sort of this this bachelor uh, fixture, and she's I, I'm so impressed by her. You know, I, I thought the point that she was making about the vegetarian food in Germany, you know, having uh, come from uh, German parents, uh, was completely spot on. I remember my 
uh, going to visit my family and I brought a friend and she said, oh, I'm a vegetarian. And they literally bl- brought out a gelatinous loaf with pickled vegetables. They're like, what do you, what do you mean oh you don't God. eat meat? So uh, she absolutely is my favorite one. This you're gonna love her. Uh, oh, I'm and, so excited! You know, I look forward to. Oh my god, to I love all talking this. about her. But I love that there yeah. was a dog in the house, and they let seemingly let this young lady keep a dog at the rose ceremony. There was a dog in the house, um, and he doesn't pet it. Talk about a huge uh, personality minus. Yeah. He doesn't even pet mm-hmm. the dog. Oh, uh, how do you not pet a dog? I don't you're understand. Absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I have a giant box. There were a lot of subtle red flags with Han pa- Juan Pablo and, and me. I was like, he's not petting the dog. Like, what's going on? And yeah, she who- says the wiener. And Lori, correct me if I'm wrong. She says, she says, she tees him up perfectly. She says the wiener in the thing or whatever. I'm a vegetarian. And he just kind of goes like, <laughs> wiener's funny word. And it's I- just like. Oh, no. I have to go grab a box yeah. in, my, in my driveway before somebody steals it. Keep talking. I'll be right back. It's supplies. I'll be right back. Okay. okay. <laughs> keep talking. You can keep doing the pod. I can't. Lori, I'm so – I could not be more excited that she, she sticks around. Like, I, I, I'm excited to see yeah. – I'm excited to see – because she really took my breath away when she got out of the limo. I was like, whoa. Uh, uh, this is the most beautiful person I've seen on TV in a long time. Who is this? Well, you know, what's, what's interesting, too, is that it, The Bachelor, with all of their gowns, there is this element of formality, which is it's so bizarre. But uh, she she actually sort of inhabits that. And she is very formal in, in many ways, but also accessible as well. So yeah, but she, I, yeah, I just, you're, yeah, she seems formal, but she... If if I were on that date with her, I feel like there's a goof. She has a goofy side that she wants someone to bring out. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. You know yeah. more than me on this, but like, you know, like she could be a little like goofy. You know, kind of corny, maybe. Yeah, she she has really interesting takes, and you know, even though Arden's not on the the podcast now. One thing that Charlene currently does, uh, which is uh, really interesting, is she writes Bachelor recaps. And her takes on The Bachelor are really good and really sharp. And, you know, she has an interesting insight. So uh, she is able to Hi. to provide a lens that I think we otherwise wouldn't know about. What are we so interesting. Does she, telling, still live in, does she still live in Canada or does she live in America? No, she does not live. She lives in uh, New York City. She actually lives uh, right next door to you. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Oh, oh. <laughs> so she's your neighbor. Oh. No, but what I was telling Jerry is that Charlene writes really stellar uh, recaps <gasps> of oh uh, my god Bachelor this episodes. Is, okay, so my friend Livia is friends with her and loves her. And then I believe and recommended her recap, and as did Nick, Vi- my new friend Nick Vial also recommended. Yeah, they're good friends. Nick and Livia. All right, you guys. Yeah. Oh my god. This is one thing I need to know: Is she single? Is she single? Well, I'm not going to tell you this. Well, okay. well, we know she doesn't end up with she this can, guy. Come she on. could be married. She could be married to Juan no, Pablo. No, no. What do you mean? Is she single? She's not. Okay. 
Okay. Damn maybe, it. Maybe she's with Juan Pablo. Okay. So then we have. <laughs> so then we have the worst thing ever. He says cat, and then um, the redhead walks up, and then she says, "Oh." He goes, Ugh. "Cat, cat." And then she says, oh, I thought you said Kylie. And he wasn't that nice about it, but it was so awkward. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. painful. It was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah, it was painful. It was. And he dropped dropped a ball in not salvaging that situation and making it, you know, she actually tried to salvage it in a good way by saying, can't you take us both? Like, ha, 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 like that yeah, diffused he, it. But like, he, he could have done something to like make it be like, oh, I'm, I, you know, I, that was my bad. I didn't enunciate or whatever or something. He's clearly a dick. I think he was so taken aback because, you know, if she actually ended up receiving a rose, he could have said, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you can just take this one. But I think what he became aware of is that, oh, shit, that's one that I actually am not giving a rose to. And he froze. It was. And he's a dick. Yeah, that has to be right. He's a dick. And, Jerry, I feel that you who can actually improvise would have been kinder about it. I just, you know, to make it, because it was so awkward, and he just did that stupid, like, note, like, taking the rose and kind of tapping his nose and kind of like, and I was just like, no, say something, like, you know, take the air out of the situation, make her feel okay, you know? Um, Okay, so then um, the barefoot girl got in, and she skipped and twirled her way to romance. And then he cut. Yawn. The, he he cut the, he cut the woman who brought brought up the engagement. I couldn't like. I was surprised he cut the woman in the green gown that he like double checked on. And then everybody else. I don't know who made. Was there anybody shocking that got cut for you? Just Amy, just the masseuse. I was like, he kept a couple people that I was like, really her? Like he like. Oh, there was one. Oh, I wish I could remember her name. I was like. Like her, really? Yeah, and not Amy. Like that. Yeah, weird. But she was the only one. You know, everyone else is sort of like, oh, okay. Um, well, a couple people stood out for me uh, that he cut. Well, one is the the woman who gave that cute little gift to his daughter, but had no screen t- screen time. I thought it was sad that yeah. that he let her go. But uh, at the same time, he let go of Lacey. Uh, who will appear on the very first season of Bachelor in Paradise. Was she the tall, thick... The one with the... Was she the former NBA dancer? No, that's Cassandra. She is the one... She is the one with the special needs... The special needs family. He cut her? He uh, cut her? No, he didn't cut her. He cut Lacey? I'm pretty sure he... I'm pretty sure he did, didn't he? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I don't know. I don't know who anybody is. I really don't know who anybody is. I thought he kept her. We'll find out. I'm. I can't now. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he cut the uh, one. He cut her, and she, uh, the elderly care facility, and the special needs uh, siblings. You might be right. That sucks. Yeah. Did she? And did she do well on the first season of Paradise? We have to watch that. I mean, I've never watched that. I mean, I can tell you, or you can watch I mean, maybe, it, so maybe, I can give maybe, you the whole... Maybe we should just watch it. <laughs> I feel like we've got nothing but time, guys, so let's see Let's see how this... How about this? If the world is... By the way, Arden, Arden, 
I, I opened my phone. Do you know how many text messages I have right now? 500. A hundred. I have 176 that I've missed. Well. Because <laughs> I have had my, my phone muted. Oh, my God. And I love it. Oh, my God. This is so good. Um, oh, my God. Okay. So, so here's – I'm so excited to do – we're going to release them every Wednesday. Um, every Wednesday, just like normal. I suspect we will take a – pause in the middle of the season and we will watch and break down listen to your heart because why not why not why won't we watch that because that seems crazy and then we will then resume every wednesday after that with all of these so you guys have content for months if we get locked in don't forget you can also go on patreon and watch our um listen to our uh uh love it wait was it blind what is it? Love is blind. Love is blind. Okay. Love is you blind. You can go on Patreon and watch Love is Blind, which is a blast. Uh, you, we also have Bachelor in Paradise Australia, seasons one and two. We have a Bachelor, two hunky Bachelor Australias, one Bachelor Australia. There's, I think, 85 episodes of content that you can get if you're just needing a laugh and a distraction. They're, the Australia versions, particularly season one and Allie's season are great it's fascinating it's like it's sort of like I, it, it's sort of like what you're it's like going to a foreign land and like wow that's not how I, it's just it's just it's weird watching the same format different hosts it's very fun um so let's chat for one second okay maddie and peter broke up i feel like we all wasted our time it's such bullshit they broke up immediately Lori sent us rumors Lori, tell us the rumors Oh, well, you know, there were rumors that he hooked up with Kelly. Uh, the lawyer. And that's why she, yeah, the lawyer, that's why she wasn't at the Women Tell All. Okay, pause for one uh, second. But, I'm going to say, just, just to fill in, so apparently he and Hannah Ann broke up Super Bowl weekend. And since Super Bowl weekend, he allegedly hooked up with Kelly. And then there was a rumor that she was pregnant. And then Lori, continue. Yeah, I mean, who who knows if there's any truth to any of this, but it's juicy nonetheless. Uh, but so that some people were saying that that's why she wasn't at the Women Tell All, uh, but that's why she might have been at the at the final rose ceremony. Apparently, she was in the audience, even though they didn't really show her. Um, so it's really, uh, it seems like it's, it's definitely done between, uh, Peter and Maddie. It didn't even seem like it actually had rekindled. Um, Peter did some sort of, uh, post saying, uh, that, well, he read, uh, I don't know if it was National Enquirer or something saying that Peter is on the outs with his mother and then he scanned the room and he and his mom were giggling about it. So, Apparently, all is well with Barb and Peter well, and his brother. Speaking, um, speaking of which, we just got an email. Rose, you can, we still email us, rosepodcast at gmail.com. This is from Jennifer uh, Kach... I'm going to say this wrong. Kachikio. She said, uh, I'm sure you guys saw this, but just in case you didn't, it makes so much sense. Thanks for the great podcast, despite the shittiest season of The Bachelor ever. It's a photo of Barb in a bikini and it said, did you know Bar- no. Barb was crowned Miss World America in 1978? Swipe for photos. That's on The Bachelor at ABC Instagram. She was Miss World America in 1978. What? 
Wow. <laughs> wow. That explains a lot. Huh. That explains a lot. Huh. We also got an email from Heather Jensen. Quarantinis for everyone. Hey, Arden and friends. Um, let's see. Quarantine for two weeks because a coworker uh, caught COVID and it sucked. The worst part was missing the bachelor watch parties for three weeks with my coworkers. So they have 15 to, five to 15 people who join each week. So watching alone just wasn't the same. Um, uh, let's see. Now that she's free from quarantine, society seems to be breaking down spectacularly. And now the Bay Area has a shelter in place. It's madness. I hope you're okay. Your pod, as always, gave me life while I was locked up in my apartment. So I just wanted to send you some love. Thank you, Heather. So she has a question. What happened to those awesome intro songs? I love them so, 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 so much. I sometimes sing them to myself when you're introducing people. Please bring them back. Heather, we're gonna, we wanted to make new, like update them. We weren't able to update them yet this year. And also our podcasts have gotten longer. So we didn't want to scare any new listeners having like seven hour podcasts yet. But believe me, <laughs> they will be coming back. We just wanted to not frighten. I felt like, um, our, like the podcast lengths have been getting longer and longer, which is so great. And for somebody who's brand new, I wanted just to get to the content quicker of like, hey, we actually are a bachelor podcast. But believe me, they will be coming back and I will be having new songs. But that's what happened. So um, there you go. Um, uh, you also, guys, Jerry, how has it impacted your life being the uh, rookie of the year? If people like you know people that know that you do it, do people tweet at you? Um, yes, I have. I have people that will that that like a buddy of mine in in New York who's probably listening to this. Mike, what's up, buddy? Oh, <laughs> okay, hi, hi, Mike. Um, he he keeps he he keeps uh, texting me and being like, "Dude, you're dropping truth bombs left and right, man!" Oh my god, I love and, that. Uh, and I'll. And it's funny, like, I'll go on Twitter and, like, just the other day, someone was listening to the finale podcast we did and was things I had forgot we had even said or I had said. And this this girl on Twitter was, like, quoting it with, like, LOL, LOL. Like, wow. And and I was like, oh, those are, like, funny quotes. Like, oh, good. This is – it's it's – it's just fun to have something goofy to talk about I, in, I, a, in a very stressful time. I mean, that's truly all this is. It's, it's such nonsense. And I want to just tell you truly, Jerry, we have a lot of wonderful guests. We we actually have many, many teams. You only know kind of one lane of our highway on our podcast. But, like, we have a, a – and the reaction to you, both by people who were fans of you and also people who may not, like, you know, who are a little older and might not have watched, like, Carly or whatever, like – People are loving you as the rookie. Like, you've been across the board a unanimous hit and such a fun addition. That's – I love hearing that. And I went I, I went over to a friend's house uh, before the quarantine and and she, her, her, she got on FaceTime with another friend of hers in Seattle. And she was just like – I don't think she had knew who I was before and she just was like a fan – from just hearing me on your show. So testament to you and, and your reach and how funny you are uh, because people love your show. And it's, and it's, and it, and I, I feel sort of honored that you, you want me to even be on it. We picked you. I can, you know what it is? It's like, Aww, it's like a moth. I crazy sees crazy in the same kind of like, and I look at, I sort of, I, I'm a, there's many things I can't do in life. There's many things I'm not good at. I'm a very good hostess as far as like I know how to throw a party. I'm I'm fun. I know how to throw a party. And I can see and 
like crazy sees crazy and I can see who almost has like a hidden bachelor jackass inside of them and like luring them in and unlocking <laughs> it is like it's like untapped water like I feel like I've got like that stick like a wood stick that's shaped like a Y like I know there's like crazy bachelor water in there and like there's no it was no surprise to me and that's why I also enjoy putting together like the dinner parties of like who are going to be who are going to be the lineups and like putting together people that don't necessarily know each other. But I had a feeling you and Paget and Brendan would be a really natural combo. And, uh, and it's really been a hit. That was a good, it was good. Um, and then again, shout out for our friend Brendan's podcast. If you, if you're stuck at home, the Brando cast, Jerry's is fantastic. Paget's is fantastic. I'm on there. Um, Rob Benedict did one. It's fantastic. Um, I also, I ran yesterday. I was like, I got to leave my house for the first time and just go for a little fresh air. And I, um, I saw our bachelor of the year, Rob Benedict, and we gave ourselves like a social distancing air hugs from six feet apart. Um, so he's alive. Well, and excellent. Handsome as always. <laughs> I'm also just going to take time just to read our two. We appreciate when you guys subscribe or like us on uh, iTunes or Facebook. We have two new wonderful reviews. Um, five stars. Never laughed harder from JL Moritz. Uh, various dates. I first heard Hard- Arden Harden. I first heard Arden on the Vial Files and could not stop laughing at her Barb impression. She mentioned that she had a podcast of her own, so I decided to check it out, and I'm so happy I did. I truly have never laughed harder than the recent Bachelor finale po- podcast. Arden Paget, Rob, Brendan, and Jerry are each funny in their own right, but together they are gold. My new favorite podcast, five stars. Thank you. Oh my goodness! Welcome, JL. How nice is that, Jerry? That's awesome. It's great. Um, let's see. Here's another one. Um, uh, let's see. You don't need yoga. You need W-Y-A-T-R. Five stars by Allie Short. Who needs yoga when you have Willie Except This Rose on your way to and from work, sitting in school pickup line, picking up groceries or on a trip before the quarantine? Um, this podcast will help other people wonder what the heck you are cackling about, losing your breath over, crying from laughter, and talking to yourself. This amazing cast just fills the cracks of your day with their super fun guests. These are my people. No matter from junior high to Harvard, I'll be there for you all because Ashley I has, she's the Harvard podcast. We're the junior high. Thank you for giving me a place to to connect my energy and love for the Batchies. Love you guys and keep up the great work. Well, guys, we are here for you through sickness and in health, through quarantine and free air. We are we are not going anywhere, and we want everybody just to brighten your day. And again, if you need laughs in between, you can go to the Patreon. There's 86 episodes. Have at it for just Captain Bone's own thing. Lori, Jerry, any final thoughts? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Holy moly. Yeah, me too. We're in for a ride. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Oh, it's, I can't wait. It's only 10 episodes, which is crazy. I can't take many more of them. Okay, that's good. Let's go to Anna and Katie before we... <laughs> I want to take Baby out of the corner before we leave. Anna and Katie, what a joy. Um, what did... Now, Anna, you have not watched this season, correct? No, I, I watched it when it originally aired back in the day oh so you've both seen it okay and how, how was it fun for you watching again um i i mean i don't remember it as clearly um because i watched it with my mom i think i was like 23 or something like that and 
I, I, you know, I wasn't watching it as, you know, comprehensively as I watch it now. Um, but yeah, I, I remember my mom just being like very annoyed the whole time. I don't know why. She doesn't really watch The Bachelor. She just likes to watch like mindless TV. So she just like puts it on. But I think this was the last season she ever watched. I think she was just kind of like, eh, I can't do this anymore. Oh my god! This this, think, uh, this this one killed her. Just like just like Andrew. No, yeah. Jen Chef. Jen Chef killed me early on. Um, Katie, what did yeah. you think? Um, I've seen it as well, so I know what you know. I, it's hard to say, but yeah, it was diff. It was a different time. It seemed like the girls were definitely like more real and like actual human beings, and not there just to be famous or to get on Instagram, which was really nice and like not. As many of them had plastic mm-hmm. surgery, which is so nice to see because it's like you're already 25. You look fantastic. You don't have to get Botox or lip injections. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's it'll be interesting to see. Who and I, he- I looked up the influencer thing, and it looked like it started a little after this. Like it was around this time that people started, like Instagram came out, and then people started like uh, making money off it. It feels like this is probably the last pure um, batch of ladies, then, because I would imagine after uh, Bachelor in Paradise and like the the popularity of that, I bet I bet maybe of one more season of like I bet I bet two for like two years from now, I bet you can literally go quit your job if you make it to Paradise at least. Yeah. Um, I think so. And um, is there anything that the two of you guys wanted to say about Maddie and Peter breaking up and then Maddie hanging out with Selena Gomez in the CVS? Of course they broke up. They were never actually That's together. I mean... <laughs> okay. And, and I think uh, good for the good for Maddie. Good for Maddie. And She's Jude. capitalizing off this. Yeah. My cat. Elaine I, I thought that was Elaine. I heard her. <laughs> I heard. She That's has quite the meow. Elaine, Elaine has a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, um, if you want to tweet, we actually are going to still do Tweet of the Week. So we will be recording again on Friday. We're, so we're, the way we're doing this season is we're, Lori is going to be our consistent present as our historian. And we're going to go back and forth um, on each episode. Um, Jerry is one participant. And then Erin Foley will be back and she will be doing the uh the even episodes, Jerry will be doing the odd episodes or, you know, on our podcast end. So um, we will be recording on Friday uh, at 4 p.m. Pacific. So you have until then if you want to watch any of the, on Amazon, any of the first four episodes. So two of them are actually in the mansion and two of them are weird filler. If you're only watching on Bachelor Archives, it will be um, just the first two episodes. So if you want to tweet to us to be Tweet of the Week, you could tweet at Arda Marine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N, um, or at Anna Hosnier, A-N-N-A-H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, and do hashtag W-Y-A-T-R. Um, Katie Arden, Lydia? I also want to tell you, they're going to start airing Juan Pablo's season, apparently. Before oh um, Claire's, well, because of the postponement of the uh, filming of The Bachelorette, so they were tweeting it out. Chris Harrison and Mike Fleiss were talking about it, and I think they're going to just start airing it on ABC. 
So we're ahead of the game. We are ahead of the game. Oh, crazy. All right. Well, it was always a joy hearing from everybody. Anna, Katie, Jerry, Lori, we love you. We love all of the guests that are out there. Stay safe. Stay healthy. To the nurses or the people out there that are having to go to work, people working in the grocery stores, people working in clinics, anybody that has to continue going to work, we send you, we thank you for your service. We appreciate you helping, keeping society running like to the best of your our ability. And um, we just hope everybody stays safe out there. And please keep emailing us, tweet us, do tweet of the week. Um, laughter is going to be our this is our contribution to medicine. One final thing. Lori actually is, believe it or not, knows a bit about the virus. Uh, uh, Jerry, Katie, do you have any questions? And if anybody wants to email us, I can forward them to Lori. And maybe she actually has a thing that gets access to information. So, Jerry, Katie, do you have any questions? Or, or Lori, I, I don't currently. Lori, do you have anything that you want to say about it? Yeah. That, so just really quickly, um, you know, in short, I'm sort of a communications arm of uh, one of the local jurisdictions that has ordered a shelter in place. The most important thing I'd like to just communicate to the listeners is to access your information from the CDC, from your local county health websites, your local city don't rely on Facebook posts of your mother-in-law's friend who knows a doctor who said to do this, um, or don't listen to a jackass uh, Ken Burns historian on a Bachelor podcast, <laughs> but make sure that you're getting your news from uh, the CDC, uh, your local county health officials, uh, or your city websites. And um, I'm happy to communicate what I know, but always double check uh, your uh, local informational sources um, for accurate details. But most of all, just stay in uh, unless you're conducting essential business. Well, thank you, Lori. I end. Uh, all right, you guys. So we will be back next Wednesday where Lori Erin Foley, one of our OG people, she's uh, she's on a break from her staff writing job at One Day at a Time. So we're going to be breaking down on Amazon episodes three and four. That's Amazon and iTunes three and four. Or on the um, Bachelor Archive, it's just episode two. One of them is just filler. There's another behind the scenes episode. So we'll be just looking at the behind the scenes episode and then breaking down the next only one more of the next real episode of the show for those playing along at home. Everybody, thank you so much. Stay safe. We love you. Good night. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose? This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., 
And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts